Blog Talk Radio.
Tell me 
My Tap Grand Rising, Better Love. You are listening to Dr. Robert X. Form by way of Truth to Power. I am Beverly D. And Dr. Robert X. is working on a series of uh, UN nigger trouble. Dr. Robert X., how are you doing this evening? How are you feeling this evening? Uh, a little bit better than yesterday, Bev. Uh, so I hope this thing okay. progresses with uh, me back to being my normal salty self. Okay. All right. You sound a little stronger today. Your voice. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> okay, come on, Bill. So, I know oh, you, you got know, it. You, oh, you know, well, no, we had uh, Biden came here yesterday and Trump is here today. So why did Biden come yesterday? Well, you know, Trump had announced that he was coming Wednesday, and then That's all of right. a sudden, Biden Biden came and they put him the day before. <laughs> he wasn't it, was, it wasn't even on his radar. <laughs> that is correct. And he had a small crowd as usual, but he That's got right. all them millions of votes. And so um, Orange Man is still here. I think he might be still here. Yeah, he's probably watching the debate. Oh, that's right. The debate is going on, too. Okay. So he goes to parlay with the striking United Auto Workers this time for the second debate. Oh yeah, he did the interview for the first one, and okay, That's right. I, I'm seeing That's his right. chest move. There, <laughs> <laughs> this is right on the heels of him being Alex Jones. Him being what? This is on the heels of him being Alex Jones. Okay. With the verdict. What, what, what do you, the verdict. Hello, did ahead, I lose babe. you or is that me? No. I'm go ahead. I'm listening. I'm asking you. No, I was asking you, what are you talking about, Alex Jones? With the judge in New York with the Letitia James case basically saying, you don't need no jury. I've looked at both sides of the equation, and I find you guilty. (laughs) All we need the jury for is determine how much the damages are going to be. That's what they did to Alex Jones. Oh, okay, okay. Now, here's the deal. It's not unconstitutional, okay, Mm -hmm. but it's unethical. Remember oh, yesterday they don't have when no I ethics. No, communists don't have ethics. Mm-hmm. Well, let me let me rephrase that. They have situational ethics. It depends on the situation how they're going to respond. If they don't like you, if you ain't part of their group, they throw the book at you. If you are part of their group, they don't do anything to you. We ain't never been part of that group because we ain't got some. We got a whole library through at us, the black folks. Uh, of course, 
and this is what we've been complaining about for decade on top of decade, pointing out clearly that there's two systems of justice in this country, one for black people and one for white people. So now that Old Testament is taking over, they letting black people off for killing people. No, I don't care if you purple. If you go out here and kill people under false pretenses, your ass supposed to go to jail. <coughs> okay? So here's the deal, though, Bev. Like all these other cases that they're throwing up against Orange Man, the problem is it takes a while for the appeal process which will probably, uh, the appeal system in New York is going to uphold the verdict, and then it's going to be appealed to the Supreme Court, and they're going to uh, throw it out probably by unanimous decision, all these cases, every single one of them, because none of them have any basis in fact. They're all emotional. Remember yesterday, Bev, I pointed out that the judge in the Mike Flynn case when the FBI got caught lying, right, and basically manipulating evidence that they had to admit that they lied, and therefore they were dropping the case. The judge, this Negro judge right there in D.C., says, no, 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 I'm going to prosecute you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, of course, Orange Man uh, pardoned Flynn and other people because they they had no basis, for instance, Roger Stone. Roger Stone was convicted to lie, right, because he couldn't remember everything. So that's called a, a process lie. You don't prosecute people for a process lie. Okay, but they tried to get that dude 15 years in jail for basically not remembering every single little tidbit because they had talked to other people who said A, B, C, D, E. Roger Stone said A, B, C, D. He didn't remember E, so they prosecuted for that. Okay, so Orange Man pardoned all of them, and that judge, was mad as hell in D.C. This is a judge now. A judge has specific duties and nothing more. In this case, the judges are becoming the prosecutors. They find you guilty, and then it's up to the jury to determine to what extent you're guilty. I'm talking civil trials. Okay, <laughs> so all of that is subjective, and that's why they're going to be thrown out of the Supreme Court, because in a subjective situation, you can't be absolute in terms of your ruling. So what they're saying is, this communist judge, uh, they want uh, orange man to remove all of his businesses out of New York based on real estate appraisals, Bill. <laughs> mm. 
Not the fair market value, real estate appraisal, huh? Exactly. And you won't buy a piece of property nowhere and you go through a bank and the bank don't send their appraisers out to determine the value of the property. Mm-hmm. That's the way the process works. The judge said no. We now the judge has become the appraiser. Mm. Dang. It's, it's, it's totally backwards. But that's the only way that they could have any success in prosecuting anybody. It's all threats, intimidation, right, which is what they've been doing. They got caught doing it over and over and withholding evidence. You see, family, that's what they did to black people for decade on top of decade on top of decade. The prosecutors, the government will withhold evidence. Okay? And then you in jail for 10 years, and your attorney, uh, if you got enough money to afford one, would finally dig up the fact that the prosecution has withheld evidence against you. But in the meantime, you've been in jail for 10 years. And these things normally don't be found out. until you go through the appeals process, which, again, if you ain't got money, it takes an excessive amount of time to even get to that point. So all of these cases are bogus. They're not to convict Trump. They're to paint a picture of him as a criminal to get people not to vote for him. You see how how these people operate? They know they lying, but there ain't no consequence for them lying. Go ahead, Bill. So they're not talking to his base. They're talking to their people so they won't come over to his base. Yes, and so-called independents. It's just to throw mud on him and to make him spend money. See, they can't beat him because he has God money. You see? Mm-hmm. But how can you, how can you convict somebody of over-evaluation of property when the bank's appraisers came out and okayed what you asked for? That's called the open That's market. That's right. But they don't care. <laughs> they, and, and, the same. And, Go ahead, man. And people have even gave, the banks have said, okay, this property is worth X amount. And people have said, okay, but we're going to give them more than X amount because we want this property. So how are they going to say that when people have gave even more than what the appraisal has said? And that's exactly what Orange Man did, Bear. So the banks aren't bringing the case against him. You know who's bringing the case against him? (laughs) Letitia James. There's no victim. She just went and said, we're going to investigate him on our own without a crime. There's no victim. The banks didn't complain. They okayed the the, uh, evaluation. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's the government who, without just cause, has determined that you're a criminal. Therefore, we're going to go through your entire background to see whatever we can find to prosecute you on. That's not law. That's vengeance. That's why they're going to lose, Bev. Because even a damn fool can understand this kind of stuff. That's why communism exploded in the form of uh, Soviet Union. <coughs> because it's built on a, a, a pile of lies. And eventually, the lies are recognized by everybody. So after a while, your own people begin to hate you. That's what's happening to the Democrats right now. This stuff is so nakedly brazen, uh, vindictive, that they can't even get out from under it. So that's the bottom line to all of these cases. The things that they accuse him of is stuff that they did. Yeah. You don't get no more crooked than the, the, the Clinton Foundation. But they're never prosecuted for all the stuff that they did. And it came out even by the Inspector General that the Clinton Foundation was a scam. But what did they do? When they began to investigate the Clinton Foundation and let them off scot-free, even after concluding that there was criminal behavior in the Clinton Foundation, they turned around and began investigating the Trump Foundation, remember? (laughs) And they didn't find nothing but $10 that was misappropriated, so of course they made them pay a fine. You know what I'm saying? If you want to find criminal behavior in the foundational structure, check into the Carnegie Foundation, the Rockefeller Foundation, the Ford Foundation, okay? And, of course, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. If you want some criminal activity, go and look into what those foundations are doing because they are based on criminal behavior. Now, I'm talking long-term. Did you see that where, um, did you you see where Bill Gates, they threw, he was going in the building and they threw pads in his face? That's old. Oh, that's old. I just saw that today. Yeah, that's an old one. That was from the 1980s. I'm sorry. What? Uh, The early 2000s, either 2007, 2008, between 2006 and 2008. Oh, okay, okay. (laughs) Because he was being... mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Go ahead. He was being... Oh, that's what he was going into the courthouse. It looked like he was going into the courthouse. Yeah, that's what he was going into the courthouse for. (laughs) Oh, Wow. Because he was being sued because he was uh, accused of forming a monopoly. 
okay? Uh, he was trying to make it where his operating system was the only one that could be applicable. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm not absolute about this because it's been a long time. But let's just keep it right there. He was accused okay, of forming a monopoly, and he lost the case. Interesting about that, Bear, is that the, that's the point at which he began to be a very hated individual. That's when the hatred towards him started, mm-hmm. from that case onward. And you you know what it basically points to? And again, this has always been the downfall of of very evil people. Their downfall always tends to be greed. He wanted to control every damn thing that had to do with computer systems, particularly in the area of software even though it was faulty as hell. Anybody that had Windows in 2007-2008, I know you may recall all of the bugs. There was more bugs in that stuff than a forest. And it never operated properly. So every time you turn around, He'll come Bill Gates and Microsoft with a patch. Every year, it's Windows 2007, Windows 2008, Windows 2009, and they had a patch right along with it because all of it was faulty. It was making computers go crazy. Just bugs everywhere. And if you recall there, Dell Computer, which was part of the intelligence community, family, Dell Computers was forced to admit that it had a back door in all of its computers. Dell Computers started going crazy. (coughs) I know, I have personal experience. Got a brand new Dell, and within a week, I couldn't get nothing on it. The screen just went black. Brand new? Absolutely insane. But, uh, yeah, it's it's just when Obama came into office, everything shifted, and people really don't get it. They really don't get it. He's not the initiator of the fascist movement. He basically was the fuel that made it go. So Bill Gates gets found guilty (coughs) is forced to make amends, okay, uh, by breaking up his monopoly. And Barack Obama, during his administration, Bill Gates made more money than he ever made in his life. Because Obama was right there. And by the way, that's the beginning of BlackRock basically tripling, quadrupling its money as well. What I'm saying is Barack Obama was the few that facilitated (coughs) 
Wow. He facilitated. Yeah. Go ahead, man. No, I was just saying, do you have your hot tea? Yeah, that ain't. That's That's just from talking and breathing, okay? I'm still somewhat congested, so my breathing is just not right. I didn't think I was going to make it through uh, yesterday, but it kind of calmed down. Uh, But the point is, Barack Obama was the few that facilitated the whole monopoly atmosphere that exists today that we call fascism or the merging of government and corporate power. That's how dangerous he was. But black people only looked at uh, a big butt and a smile. Michelle with the big butt and Obama with the smile. That's why we call him a big butt and a smile. (laughs) Oh, (coughs) (coughs) the other person that I was trying to think of yesterday, family, that was Tony Podesta's partner was Manafort. Now, how does two people doing business in Ukraine how is it that one of them go to jail, they both work, they business partners, and the other one go to cocktail parties? You see, how is that possible? Okay, it's like a front and a back. How are you going to imprison the front and leave the back alone? The back is the other side of the front. Well, I'm going to tell you how, uh, why Tony Podesta didn't go to jail. Because his brother is John Podesta, the head warlock in this country. Okay? You don't think he eats flesh? Look at his teeth. As a matter of fact, it must be genetic because Tony Podesta got them same teeth. Look like they animals, like they got animal teeth in their mouth. Unbelievable, man. <laughs> I wish, wish Judge Joe was still on the program so we could kind of uh, chop that up a little bit because I know he got some tasty tidbits. <coughs> I've heard him talk about the Clintons, but I'd like to just be able to sit down with somebody like him and explore other avenues uh, where we can just have an open and candid discussion because I've noticed when I've uh, seen him on other people's programs, he basically doesn't have anybody to talk to that's on his level. I'm not talking about in terms of all. I'm talking about in terms of Exactly. And you get a much different conversation when you're sitting down talking to somebody that has a similar amount of knowledge that you have uh, in a variety of different areas. You get a totally different discussion. Okay? So that's why it's good to have people that are smarter than you around you. 
<coughs> and I've been fortunate, family, to have some real smart people around me for decades. Okay? I'm talking about people that are physicists and stuff like this. And I'm telling you who else was like that, Bear. Who was that? Um, the ancestors forgive me. My brother in Detroit that made his transition. Yeah. That's, that's who I thought you was talking about. Yeah. I can't even think of his name. Baba Kalinde. Kalinde Ayi. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That brother was brilliant. Okay. Now, how do I know that? Because I had these discussions with him. All right. <clears throat> that dude could go from quantum physics to Marvel Comics and give you the lowdown <laughs> in detail. <laughs> on both, uh, both areas, you would think no comic book. You'd have to be a person that's involved in comic books all your life. But no, he knew, I mean, the real lowdown on Marvel and this relationship to African people. Now, I like the family to ask themselves, who you know that you can sit down with and they can give you a historical perspective on Marvel Comics and its its uh, founders in ancient comedic history? That's why I say, <coughs> when that brother made his transition to people in Detroit, man, those who knew him, they realize what's no longer with us, okay? And and those of you who didn't know him, you need to go back and I think in Bear's archives and pull up the discussions. <coughs> uh, that that brother left behind. All right, and a confirmed expert in the martial arts, world traveler. Okay. Competed at the highest levels. Recognized by the authorities. Okay. So that's the kind of people that I was fortunate enough to come in contact with. And me and Brother Kalende kept in touch with each other. I remember we was at the, the theater in downtown Detroit, this had to be around 2000, was it the 90s? Late 90s? Yeah, it had to be the late 90s when I first yeah, met this brother. Yeah, if you was in that theater on Woodward, was it on Woodward? Yeah. Well, yes, yeah, they were yeah, trying that to. That was in the 90s. Yeah, right, the yeah. city was trying to take it at that time. Yeah, and that's when I the met brother for the ballpark. Yes, <laughs> and we hit it off like we'd known each other all the time. I'm gonna tell you why, Bear. Matter of fact, the conscious roster was that then. Yeah, those of you on the West Coast, I'm sure you you you're aware of uh, the conscious roster. Okay, well, we appeared together at that event at the theater. And, uh, man, I won't go into it in detail, but let's just say 
that brother, the conscious roster, was in over his head. Okay, not to denigrate the brother, uh, but sometimes, you know, you if you're not a proficient swimmer, you shouldn't get into water that's too far over your head because you're subject to drown. And I think that's what happened to him because he was, he aimed his misplaced aggression at the people. And the people was ready to pull him up off the stage. <laughs> so yours truly had to literally come to his rescue. <laughs> and to show you how things work, he resented me because of that. And see, this is why me and Brother Kalinde kind of bonded from that point on. <clears throat> because, as you might expect, I had my box. I came on right after him. So, you know, I had uh, my people to bring on stage, you know, I went back then when I would travel, I, <laughs> I got this from Steve Coakley. <laughs> Steve Coakley used to carry a duffel bag full of information. <laughs> it's crazy, family. That dude used to carry a duffel bag around with all kind of information and stuff in it. I just started carrying okay. boxes. Go ahead, Beth. I think all of y'all had y'all little trunks and boxes. And cause Bobby Hemming used to bring all his books. Yeah. Well, we had to because you never know what you're going to be confronted with. See? And the research, because most of the time when I get attacked by people, it's people who have very limited knowledge. Okay, but they think they're big because they have a name or um, a business or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, again, Bill. Or some alphabet, some letters behind their name, some P H, yeah. all of that. Yeah, they, stuff. yeah, credentials. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but see, that never affected us. <laughs> Uh oh. I hope I can make this all the way through tonight. Uh I haven't coughed like this until I started all this talking. Uh so what we did to offset the credentials was we have our research. Now that means you don't wrestle with me. Your job in disagreeing with me is to wrestle with the research. In other words, go get your research. You see? So I kind of use that to pull that brother out of the fire. Okay? Because, <clears throat> and of course, his ego got in the way, as it, as it normally do with people like that, who, you know, don't have the research to back up what they're saying. You're in a position where you're attacking the audience. What do you think the audience is going to do to you, man? This ain't L.A. Okay? So <clears throat> i tell you what happened. He was staying in the same hotel, 
um, I shared some of my research with him. Here, man, take this, take this, take this, take this, take this, because this is going to help you. I don't want to see you go to another black community and point the fingers at the audience because you are lacking in your understanding of the subject matter that you're dealing with. I don't want that to happen to you no more. So arm yourself with knowledge. So I don't care where I went, Bear. <coughs> At the Chicago Theological Seminary, right here in Chicago, the University of Chicago, Chicago Theological Seminary, where they train priests. We went there and talked about the secret societies inside the Catholic Church with a bunch of those uh, uh, professors, ministers in the audience. <coughs> <coughs> And when we got through outlining uh, what the problems were inside the Catholic Church with them secret societies and how they were going to impact what was going to happen to the church, and it's interesting, Bear, because, mm-hmm. oh, man, they weren't aware of this back then. But look at where the Catholic Church is now with the head Jesuit, the, the black pope now becoming the white pope. <laughs> So we told them, if you value your church, you better put on your arm of God if you really God-oriented and get prepared to do battle against the church hierarchy because your church is gone. They didn't see it then, but I bet you they see it now. After the fact. Yes. But we were able to document these things, showing how the <coughs> Pope was a member of these secret societies like Opus Die and all this kind of stuff that would subsequently show up in the movie with the uh, angels and demons where you had the two extremely pale white boys with locks, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were members of Opus Die. <laughs> So we had done all the research to show all of the nuances inside that secret society and some of the things that the members had to do. Like you'll see uh, certain Muslim sects in the Middle East who flog themselves, beat themselves over their back until they just bloody. Well, that was one of the tenets of Opus Dye. When they'd have sexual urges, they used to wear this thing on their thigh, including the Pope. I'm talking John Paul II. Okay? He, he wore this thing called a, a, a cellus. This stuff goes back hundreds of years with the Catholic Church. And what that did was it was a device that you strapped around your thigh that had sharp pricks in it. And whenever you felt sexual urges, you're supposed to just stick yourself. That that would calm down the urges. Okay? <coughs> they would beat themselves uh, on a regular basis with spike whips and chains. And all this kind of stuff. 
And these are the people that was in the more conservative wing of the Catholic Church because there, there are different factions inside that church. And, and check this, Bear family. I never got one. Oh, no, I don't think you're right there, young man. I was a young dude at that time. But I'm looking at all these uh, divinity professors, and they sitting in the audience, and not a single solitary one of them uh, at the conclusion could do anything but come up <coughs> and shake my hand, right? And, uh, of course, take notes on the information. Same thing happened when we debated the, the little white girl from the CDC uh, in 2010 in Seattle uh, when I was invited down there to debate her about nanotechnology being in the vaccines that Obama was trying to get everybody to take back then. Okay? And I'm telling you what's interesting. I was never invited to any of these places based on me knowing people in <clears throat> people in positions of authority. It was always the little people. It was truth to power and the brothers hearing me talking about the vaccine and what was it called back then, Bear? H one N one? Oh, yeah, 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 that was it. Yeah. Well, it was based on truth to power and brothers hearing me that got me up to Seattle. Okay? It was a divinity student who would come out to my forums <coughs> and had heard my analysis on these secret societies inside the church structures. That was the reason I was invited to speak at the Chicago Theological Seminary. It wasn't because of some politician I knew. It was because I'm clear that I'm just a little person just like them. I'm no different than them. Okay? So that's always been who I'm talking to, that's always been why I'm talking. It's not to appease some high-profile, well-known Negro or otherwise. Always been at the behest of little people just like myself. To this day, I'm still a little person. All right? Because I'm not in the ether, chasing rainbows like some other people do. I've been chasing <laughs> rainbows like a butterfly <laughs> zooming through the sky. <laughs> anyway, anyway, yeah, dead president. Absolutely, absolutely, because <laughs> I can't take it with me. Okay, and I recognized that a long time ago. Can't take it with you. So take with you as many of the little people in terms of the information that you get as you can. Because uh, there are many more of us 
way more than there are of them. And armed with the proper information, you can absolutely nullify anything that they're attempting to do. Real talk, family. That's why I'm still here today. And I try to warn certain people, man, stay away from that media. Don't talk to the media. Look at the media today. I can tell you how long I've been, Michael Jihad, I hope you're out there. Remember when we was at the church, the black church here in Chicago on, uh, I think, 51st Street uh, with the the black minister who Harold Washington named to his administration? I forget his name. He chained himself to City Hall to make sure that poor black people uh, was availed to uh, city services. And remember, the media came up to me afterwards when I took, I went into they had a meeting after his services and I was in the meeting and the media was in there and uh, I accused some of his parishioners of basically acting like the Sadducees. Wow. The Pharisees and the Sadducees. Okay. I may not be saying that right. Again, I, I had to brush up on my whole Christian knowledge portfolio. Okay. But anyway, Oh, you should have seen them Negroes in, in that church war because we pointed the finger that his minister was a, that minister was a part of the uh, ministerial, black ministerial apparatus that was basically working behind the scenes for the administration okay, against the people. All right. And of course, the minister was gay. But he had, uh, let's just say he was bisexual. B. Herbert Martin. That's his name, B. Herbert Martin. See, I don't know why I'm reminiscing on all this stuff tonight, Bear. <laughs> but I got stories. <laughs> I got stories. Anyway, at the conclusion of the meeting, some of his parishioners were very, very angry with me particularly the women. <clears throat> and they was getting in my face and everything, and then here come the media, right, trying to stick a microphone in my face. Uh, uh, what's your name? Uh, that's not relevant. That's what I told them. Well, can we get a comment from you, Mr. Not Relevant? And I said in very a very loud and clear voice, we don't talk to the media. That had to be the middle 1990s. No. That was in the 80s because Harold Washington was still alive at that point. <coughs> or was he? Anyway, late 80s, early 90s. And you should have seen the look on the, on the media's face when we told them we don't talk to the media. And I'm going to tell you why. Because if you want to make black people look foolish, because the media used to do this as far as far back as I can remember, you get the most illiterate black person to get them to respond to something. And it could only have been one of those people that didn't know what the hell they were talking about, but they want to get on that media. They want to see themselves on uh, CBS or ABC or whatever. And the media was so cunning that they could talk to 
20 intellectuals and one idiot. And guess who ended up on the 5 o'clock news? The idiot. Absolutely. So I didn't scream, but I said in a very loud voice, because I got one of them big voices. We don't talk to the media. And there was nobody there but me and Brother Mike. Okay? He can tell you. (coughs) And that's just one of many adventures that we had here in confronting the uh, criminal-based or criminal-oriented leadership led by the church the black church here in Chicago. So those are just some of the stories (coughs) that I'm fortunate enough to tell uh, and got people that can prove what I'm saying is absolutely correct. But even back then, it was critical that we not talk to the media. Critical. Because they were not our friends then, And now the people can see. This ain't got nothing to do with Orange Man. He came out in 2016 and said what we have been saying since the 1980s. I'm just glad he said it because it just amplified what we have been saying all the time. And the same thing applies for people that spend significant amount of time with their head in front of that tube that they call a television. Oh, it ain't programming me. It ain't programming me. Well, of course not. Just stay in that mode that you're in, and every day at a specific point in time, go sit in front of that thing. Okay? And when you get through with that, tell me why it is that you buy certain products, okay? But you won't buy the generics manufactured by the same people, you will buy the brand name, part of your programming. And it's part of mine. Bev, I got an early uh, water break here. Give me a minute. All right. Okay, everyone. Uh, And the call-in number is 323-642-1586. And push the number one. And I'll see your hand raised. Uh, just in case uh, Dr. X might not can talk all the way through, and we'll open the lines up earlier uh, so the family can uh, speak. And also, Dr. Robert X do have a GoFundMe page. It's on the Truth to Power page. Please send a donation. Uh, he's not going to uh, ask for anything, but at least send something to help him with his research, uh, paper, ink, and things like that with the computer. Um, so we have to continue to support each other. And um, while he's taking his – you back? Okay. Yeah. So go ahead. Finish your thought, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was just I was just thinking that um, the ta- I'm looking at the, uh, all the tactics, the tactics I can't I'm tight on it, that uh, the Democrats as you was using today. Do you know they had airplanes up in the air? You know those airplanes that had words on them. 
you know, went right behind the air. They had them talking about Orange Man. Don't, don't. I mean, all, I can't remember what it was saying, but it was negative stuff that they were saying. I was like, they just really. But I mean, that's what you do. You in a fight, so they fighting for control. So. Yeah, but at least they could. The one thing they could have done was to put somebody in the ring that could take a punch. That dude can't if a strong wind will blow his ass over. So I can't no, I'm imagine. Saying they up in the. Mm-hmm. They up in the no, air I, and giving messages, you know. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, okay. That was that was a tactic used by Alex Jones for Donald Trump in 2016. Oh, so they using it against them. Okay, that's correct. That's what the Clintons do. Don't be surprised if Hillary Clinton gets back all of a sudden, come out of nowhere. Well, they, they, well they talking about Miss Obama. Yeah, I know what Michelle. they're talking about. But I, I don't think they could sell Michelle Obama. They couldn't sell Barack either. Obama to anybody today. So how are you going to sell Michelle? Who are you going to sell her to? They they looking at the black women, and they say yeah, I know what really. The Democrats already got the black women. We've been sitting here over and over on a daily basis, every show, talking about black women and their allegiance to the Democratic Party because they ain't quite figured out yet that they got their kids targeted. For some reason, the women don't see their children as being targeted by this monster, this beast. I wish I knew why, but I don't. I can't sit here and say why, because other than the programming. But they don't have the black men, and Michelle Obama is not somebody that black men are going to be flocking to. Okay? So they can try that, and they can try to say, well, she's going to be more nice and comfortable and softer, but the problem is, Bev, that she has to justify the policies of her husband, Joe Biden, and now her, by extension of the Democratic Party, that you can't sell them policies to nobody. That's why Orange Man is where he is. It doesn't matter who's behind it. It's the policies that are being pushed that are anti-human. She'd have to go against the entire Democratic Party platform, which is what? Open borders? Climate change? Build back better? You think she's going to come before the people and denounce any of that? You see? And also, I I was looking at Trump's interview, and he was saying that they push in electric cars, but all of the parts for the electric cars come from China. So correct. he was saying the work the workers is gonna lose their jobs. Now you got Biden sitting up there walking the picket line, but he's pushing for uh, things that's going to take the jobs away from the workers. They've been doing this going all the way back to Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton was pushing the trade agreement that basically further maximized the the. Uh, the destruction of the manufacturing industry that was a large part 
of the production of the middle class, he dismantled it and gave it to China through the trade agreements while he getting paid under the table by a Chinese middleman. One of the primary people that helped facilitate all that was this guy named Middleton. Maybe we'll get into him next week. The dude that they found, I think about a year or two ago, hanging in the tree with a shotgun blast in his chest, that dude was also closely connected to Jeffrey Epstein, Middleton. Google his name. So you see, all this pedophile stuff, the policies that are being pushed, none of it is separate. What have the people, particularly white people, what have they been calling Michelle Obama for all the eight years she was in office? What they call her? Was they calling her eight or something? No, Bear. They called her a tranny. What they calling her? Oh, well, I remember them calling her something like that in the beginning, too. Yeah, they say she Michael. Exactly. That's in line with all the pedophile stuff, Barack Obama being in the closet, Bill Clinton being a serial rapist, Joe Biden being a serial rapist. Only one woman came forward because the other seven were scared to say anything. It was eight women that came out in uh, uh, 2020 against Joe Biden. And they were threatened by the Democratic Party and them holes in the Democratic Party. Look, there, family, look at the people that they go after. They immediately try to set them up and call them rapists. Remember, Bear, whatever it is that they accuse you of is what they are. This seems right? to be the pattern. They came at Orange Man with the women, first and foremost. Okay? And they could only get Stormy Daniels. Some of the other women, you might recall this, Bear. Some of the other women came out and said no. They were never treated as well by any other man when it came to Orange Man. They thought they was going to say something different. You see? Now they got the little British white boy, right? They got him jammed up. They got Julian Assange. They said that he raped two women. And both of the women work for the, for the intelligence community. That was the pretext they used to go after him. So everywhere you look, they used the women to come up with fake circumstances, right? And it was so blatant with the one that they did on Orange Man with this deranged little white girl. She, she wasn't even his type. Bear. Forget that, Bear. <laughs> Forget whether she his type. Remember, Bear, they changed the law for one woman because the statute of limitations had ran out. They went and changed the law and then rechanged the law within a week after the case was concluded. Remember? Mm -hmm. <laughs> they, 
and set this dude up. But the media is not going to tell you that they changed the law. It's unprecedented. They changed the law just for this one little ugly little white woman. And then went back and changed the law to back what it was after the case was over. And the fake judge and jury found Orange Man guilty based on nothing. Nothing. No witness, no nothing. Then we find out that it was Democratic operatives at the highest level who was grooming her and telling her what to say and how to act and all this. All that comes out after the trial is over. You see? So the people that hate this man are not honest about their hatred. The hatred basically comes from the media. That's where it all comes from. That's why I never talk to it. And I don't have much respect for those people who do talk to it, including Orange Man. Because, see, he ain't learned his lesson. I told you what's going to uh, cause his down, his his demise. Run into that damn camera. Run into yeah, the camera. Yeah, just did. He just did an interview with, with one of them reporters, and I remember doing, when he was in office, she was one of them nasty reporters. And he yeah, said right. but he can't help himself. with her. He can't help himself. And, and, she ego. Kept, and she kept trying to trap him. Yeah. See, he thinks he's smarter by half. See, one thing about being smart is not wearing it out in the open, I'm smart. See? Because even the smartest rat will eventually end up stepping in that damn trap thinking he can get the cheese and don't get caught because the other mice got caught. All right? Well, you're going to go into that trap one too many times and pull on that cheese because you don't realize that the cheese is bolted down to the trap. <laughs> you, you think you're going to be able to pull the cheese and get out of there before the trap walks? No. The trap is now set where you are required to pull on the cheese excessively. You mark my words. Because you don't know how to get the hell out the way of the camera. And that's advice for anybody. Don't ever put yourself in a position where who and what you are has to be determined by the media, and particularly going forward in the future. If you don't get known by your works, don't worry about it. Work harder. Don't rely on the media. And I remember, Bev, this had to be about 10 years ago, yeah, about 2013, somewhere around there. One of the brothers that used to listen to this program all the time and had his own little blog talk. <coughs> I remember having a conversation with him, and he was telling me, "Man, Robert, that's you. You're a smart brother, but man, you you need to, you need to get your brand like this and get your brand like that." And I asked him, "I said, brother, when you say brand." Do you know where that word 
came from? Do you know what the origin of that word is? Brand? Yeah, well, that's what, how they used to they used to uh, mark. The rich people would mark their holdings with their brand. Yeah, like sticking a hot poker on the animal, including black people. Your brand. So now, here's a 2013 Negro, right? Modern-day Negro, educated, very well educated. But he's worried about his brand, so he can't deal with certain things because it'll affect his brand. I don't think I've talked to that brother since then because I read him the riot act. No. You brand yourself, slave, because now it's all marketing, and you got to market yourself on the Internet. You can't be authentic. You got to have a brand, and the brand ain't nothing but a damn box that you create for yourself to exist in. Because that's your brand. And then I started hearing it from people like Michael Imhotep and others talking about their brand. They didn't even realize what they were doing, Bear. Because they, they so no, they so focused on trying to appeal to some internet fake stuff that they couldn't see that they were basically putting themselves in a box. They were basically making themselves slaves. And I told them, man, I don't give a damn about no brand. I ain't running for nothing. So I ain't got no brand. So I I used to just wonder sometimes, man. I'm on the inside looking out. So I don't know how these people took what I was telling them, but I hope they took it the right way because I'm just trying to tell them the truth as I see it. Okay? And now people can understand because I don't give a damn what brand you got today. They'll take your ass off all them platforms on the Internet where you make your money based on your brand. They'll shut you down in a heartbeat. You can ask that little comedian, the little midget, the little black midget that was in the car accident. He said some stuff about homosexuals in a joke. What's his name, Bear? Hart, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. He said some stuff in a joke about homosexuals back around 2008-9. And somebody went and dug it up because he said something else that they didn't like. So they went back and looked at what he said, and they had that dude down on his knees apologizing and begging and all kind of stuff. (laughs) Your brand, fake comedian. Look at him and then put Dave Chappelle right next to him. And you begin to notice who's the real comedian and who the fake one. Now, I'm sorry, man. No, I wasn't saying that. Uh, did you hear me, Tyrone? <laughs> they cloned Tyrone? <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Did you hear me, Tyrone? Because remember, dude was fresh out the hospital, and they made him get down on his knees too. Tell the family who I'm talking about, Bear. I don't know who you're talking about. Who? who, who I, well, they just who got out the hospital. He was on, according to the people that saw him, he's on his deathbed because of the venom. Oh, you, oh, you talking about uh, the other one, the other comedian guy? Oh, uh, Jamie Fox. Yeah. Thank you, Bear. Thank you. Thank you. Well, no, that was the chat room. Oh, okay. Thanks, chat room. They made him get out on his knees. He wasn't even completely well. <laughs> Now, take Kanye and put him right next to Jamie Foxx. Which one of them would you follow into battle? Not Jamie Foxx. You're damn right. The fake one or the real one. You see, we got Mm -hmm. examples. We got examples of the fake and the real. Okay? But the fake one's got a brand. So they down on their knees. The real ones are throwing off the brand. So they stand up because they got backbone like men. See, none of this stuff is difficult to tell. It's not difficult to see. If you got eyes to see. Now you walking around here in in uh in in uh dark shades in the middle of the night, there's something wrong with you. These days, Bear, are so dangerous. Now I'm trying to give it to people in little bite-sized nuggets so you can digest it to show you just how dangerous these times that we really living in are. <clears throat> you know, I said yesterday, the equivalent of the Speaker of the House in Canada, they made his ass resign. Did you hear me? Oh, he resigned? Okay. you damn right. He gone. That two days after they give standing ovations to the Nazi. Old Testament came after his ass in Canada, and guess what? The uh, Jewish establishment is coming after that 98-year-old Nazi. You think they didn't forget? They're going to let since he's 98, they're going to let him off? Hell to the no. They're trying to figure out how they can prevent him from getting to 99. <laughs> 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 they gonna push him off the cliff. <laughs> <laughs> they came at that dude, okay? Mm. Made the Speaker of the House of Parliament in Canada resign, and now they got Trudeau on the ropes. They asking for his resignation. Yeah. Not for consistently wearing blackface, making fun of black people. Not for his eyebrow falling off and violating the the rights of the people in Canada with the whole truckers thing and mandating that people get the venom and all this kind of stuff. No. 
He didn't resign for none of that. They on his ass because he stood right there and applauded that Nazi. Okay, so <laughs> that show you who got the juice. All right, that show you the power of the real system of white supremacy. All right, so and I'm gonna tell you something else, family. Let's bring it back to this country. You got the Speaker of the House in this country. They got his ass on the ropes right now too. So Robert, how is he able to stay? They want him out of there. The Republicans, us, that that uh, that nationalist wing of the Republican Party, they want him out of there because mm-hmm. he violated the agreements that he made with them. Mm. Well, they should have knew that in the beginning. He uh, he looked like a little weasel. They did. They knew it. That's why they made okay. him agree okay. to certain things. Okay. He violated them, right? He can't get out of it. Okay? If he go over there with the Democrats, uh, the Republicans know that the Democratic Party is 100% anti-Republican. And when I say anti-Republican, I'm talking about that 25% that's really doing the fighting up there. Not the 75%, the McConnells and, and the the. Uh, Speaker of the House and, and, and all these other people. No, they with the Democrats. But they'll need Democrat votes to push legislation. And no speaker can claim to be the mouthpiece for the majority in Congress and is actively pushing the agenda of the other side. He has to give the impression that he is pushing the Republican agenda, which he is not. Okay, this is one of the things just Joe Brown talked about or alluded to the other day. Okay, uh, with what they call the omnibus. Well, what is that? Do you know what the omnibus is, Bear? No, what is it? Again, this thing was accelerated under the Clinton administration because they didn't want the people that had to vote on the legislation to know what was in the bills, okay? So what they did under the omnibus is they got 30 bills, each of them with seven, 800 pages, okay? okay. They are now able to hide what they're really pushing inside the seven, 800 pages with 30 bills. That's 240 uh, no, 30 bills with, say, 100 pages per bill. Now you got mm-hmm. 3,000 pages that you got to go through, and here's what the Democrats did under Clinton. Didn't start with him, but they accelerated it. Now you got all this stuff hidden inside the bills, and you got. 24 to 48 hours to read 30,000 pages. Yeah, they're still doing that. I know. That's called the omnibus. Oh, and what the, Republican, the oh, okay. 
what the Republican uh, revolutionaries are saying is no more of that. We ain't having no more of it. We want to vote on each bill based on its merits, one at a time, not 30 bills, each with 100 to 200 and some pages, all bundled up into one bill. So you, when you finally get a chance to read it, but you got to vote on it within 24 hours. They know it's impossible to do that. That's why they do it. And both parties have gone along with the charades because both of these parties are hiding stuff inside the omnibus bills. So what happens as a result of that? Well, now you got a bloated system because everybody's little pet project is hidden inside them 300,000 pages that you got 24 hours to read. And then they say you can only give an up or down vote. You either vote for it or you vote against it. And how can you do that when you don't even know what the hell is in it? That's how criminal these people are. So the the uh, Republican revolutionary is saying, no, McCarthy, no more omnibus bills. But the Democrats don't care because the, the people have to understand that their mantra is to explode the economy, to make it collapse. That's why they say, uh, um, the country is bringing in annual revenues in terms of taxes of $5 trillion a year. The budget that they want to push is $7 trillion a year. Now, Bear, you got $500 on your credit card. Mm-hmm. But you're spending 700 <laughs> What happens? They gonna, I got, they're going to shut it down until I pay, pay my debt off. No, you can continue to pay I'm that little bit. Draft. Oh, oh. No, they're not going to do anything. As long as you're paying something. Because guess what? Okay. With what? all of the fees yeah. that come with you overspending, that that's what they want you to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a credit card. So they want you to overspend. Because now you're going to pay through the nose in terms of the penalties that come with that. That's why the credit card companies don't like nobody to pay off their credit card bill in advance. They hate that. They want you to pay that little bit every month for the next 10 years. You borrow 300 and end up paying back 3000 So I remember back in the 1990s when they started coming out with all these personalized uh, credit cards. 
And, of course, they went and got the head Negroes to push it on black people. Jay-Z, right? Russell Simmons, same Negroes. All right? And I ain't seen Russell Simmons with uh, Abramovich, but I wouldn't be surprised if he ain't back there at serving as the MC. Okay, looking to see how much he can make behind the scenes. You hear me, Tut? Because <laughs> these people, bad news is what we've been trying to say. They are straight bad news. And uh, some people don't like to hear that. Okay? But I do know that people are catching on. Because they got Oprah Winfrey's ass running around out here making info commercials <laughs> online apologizing mm-hmm. to people. <laughs> and that never happened oh, before. Oh, about the Hawaii thing? Yes. She got. She had to explain herself. The reason that she had to do that is because these are common, everyday little people that saw through her scam. And all them little people ganged up together. And all of them came to pretty much the same conclusion. Why are you asking us for some money when you you and your, your rich billionaire friends can deal with that in 15 minutes? Yeah. And the same thing is going to happen to all these fake Negroes. There's going to be a reckoning. All right? There's going to be a reckoning. Because, again, Bear, there's no way in hell. Black men or black women should be allowing what's going on in the school systems in the black community to be going on. I'm talking about sexualizing the children, teaching them how to be good little trannies. I don't care if your mama was a dyke, Jay-Z. What's that got to do with them manipulating children to cut off their genitals? That's between you and your mama. Now, I'm going to get personal here because it really doesn't matter, okay? What matters is it's coming from the heart. My mama... My mother, who no matter what anybody says, you can't make me unlove my mother. But if my mother was promiscuous as a young woman in her day, what I say don't change that. But what you say don't change how I feel about my mother because I wasn't in charge of my mother. My mother was in charge of me. And the same thing goes for my father. If my father was a dog and had two, three wives, uh, and he did, (laughs) I don't have two or three wives, and you can't make me unlove my father because I wasn't in charge of him. He was in charge of me. Well, the same thing applies to Jay-Z because your mama a dyke 
don't be looking for no sympathy from me uh, because of what your mother is. Love your mother the way you're supposed to. Damn looking for some sympathy. If you want some sympathy, go in Walgreens in between the R and the T section and get you a card. Uh-oh. Let me put this disclaimer on this, Bear. I'm going to go Kanye mm-hmm. on him. Send nobody after my head, Jay-Z. <laughs> mm-hmm. Remember when Kanye busted him out when Orange Man was winning the election? And he went on that stage and told him, don't send nobody after my head, Jay-Z, but y'all oh, say yeah. you Yeah. Yeah, he let him know. Don't send nobody after my head. Because the easiest thing to do is to pay some idiot of two, three thousand dollars to pull a bullet in me and keep on going. That ain't that ain't difficult. Black people's lives come very cheap. It's real talk, family. They'll never find out who did it. Real talk. So all of what I'm saying now points to you in nigga trouble, okay, with the U-N and trouble being the operative word. <clears throat> and we can take a look at everything that's going on now, like when I left off last night talking about this little tranny that for some reason they want people to give this nasty little white boy some kind of extra credit because he's a tranny. So he has extraordinary rights all the rest of us don't have. I ain't giving him nothing. It's not me that give him his rights. It's the Constitution that give him his rights, just like it's the Constitution that give me mine. So they'll come looking to me for some extra. That's not your place, and it ain't my place. But I'd be damned if I'm going to give you some kind of extra privilege because you're confused about who you are sexually. That's your problem. And this is what they're trying to do. But much of that stuff is being mandated through the United Nations. That's the important thing. <clears throat> Go ahead, Bill. I feel you getting ready to say something. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm not saying anything. Okay, so now let's go back to Sarah Cirillo. All right, because the white people they ain't quite figured it out yet, so they're all looking for some trannies to hold up. That basically says, well, I'm not anti this because, look, we got one too. See, I hear the white boys who are being held in high esteem always talking about the fake news media. See, this is why I'm criticizing Owens Man too. But hold the camera up in front of them, and, man, they running, running over people trying to get to that camera. Well, if you tell me this is fake news, and you basically quoting from it, what does that make you? You see? It's the same way with people that want to criticize 
Facebook, but they literally had to turn, put their top lip on the bottom and put their bottom lip on the top to talk when they're on Facebook, uh, uh, I'm sorry, YouTube, because they're scared to offend the censors. <laughs> well, the, the answer is not to put your top lip on the bottom and your bottom lip on the top. You deformed yourself. The answer is come up with another way to get your message out. That's the answer. They so gutless that they rather bitch and moan about worrying about being taken off of YouTube because for whatever the reason, they haven't built anything to sustain themselves outside of that. So that's why you keep hearing me, Bear. And long before they was uh, kicking people off of YouTube and social media, we coined a, a term to describe these people who are nothing more than creations of YouTube. We call them YouTubians. Right? This is way before any of this mass removal of people from YouTube and social media. We call them YouTubians. You're nothing more than a product of YouTube. Proving itself to be accurate. All right? So, and again, I don't tell anybody to do anything that I'm not doing myself. If you're going to censor me, no, I'm not going to have nothing to do with you. When the Negro radio here tried to censor me, I told him to kiss where the sun don't shine because I'm not patronizing you anymore. I'm not sharing with you or your audience what I've learned through my research uh, while you disrespect and censor me. That's not going to happen because I'm in control of that. You ain't in control of that. So we part ways. Good luck. Now somebody sent me and told me that Tabby Smiley is going to be on that. Right? Because watch this, Bear. Watch this. Tabby Smiley got in trouble. Do you remember why, why Tabby Smiley got in trouble? Remember, he was the he was the darling Negro of the. Why did he get in trouble? Black people. No, I want you to tell me, Bear, because I know I you know, know Tabby Smiley. I don't know. I didn't really. I mean, one minute I saw him on on the air, and next minute he he wasn't. I don't, I don't know. He was all over the place, though, right? They they had him on as a yes, public broadcasting, and man, he was all over cable TV, and I mean, he had it made in the shade. Somebody in the chat room said, "Was it sexual harassment, misconduct?" No, they didn't get him on that. Oh, good guess. <laughs> 
that's that's why it's good sometimes that we kind of go off the rails because now okay. he's coming, right? But he's on the Negro radio station. So oh, I told okay. the people sent me that. Stop it. I don't oh, care. Oh, was it Farrakhan? I, Farrakhan interviews, they nope. say? Nope. That, no, that was Arsenio Hall. And remember, <clears throat> Bob Walters had Farrak- was in Farrakhan's house. He's giving the interview to what? ABC News. Now, I just told you about people running around here sticking their face in front of that camera. The reason that they came at Tabby Smiley was because he criticized the closeted Negro in terms of what he didn't do as opposed to what he said when he was running for president. And Tabby Smiley, oh, really? he had a state of the uh, uh, of the condition of black people that he had started that he would give like a report card on the condition mm-hmm. of black people on an annual basis. And the mistake that he made was he criticized the closeted homosexual. And then before you so know Barack it, Obama. He, yes. Mm-hmm. I know some of you in the chat room probably I just, you know, uh shook up them cobwebs and now you remember. Okay, that was a no-no back then because all the Negro elite led by Al Charlton came after this dude. And I'm, I'm going to tell you why, family. Because he didn't come to have smileys from the West Coast. The Negro elite have never been on the West Coast. The Negro elite have always been East Coast, Midwest. Take a look at it. Okay? So he got left out there by himself. And that was the message to other Negroes. So the closet homosexual was given a free ride for that second term. So I will give Tavis Smiley uh, uh, credit for that, for just being honest. But you weren't allowed to be honest when it came to that dude. So now he's back on the Negro radio station. And I told the, the, the person that sent me a notification that I, I don't care. I don't care if they had Jesus on there. <laughs> I'm not going to be listening I don't care Because it ain't about Tabby Smiley It's about people acceptance of truth Period Not my truth Truth through proof If I tell you something going to happen Saturday And it happens Then why are you angry with me Because I told you something going to happen on Saturday just because it's Tuesday, wait to Saturday and see if what I said happens, happens. See? And they ain't quite figured that out yet. So they they are basically 
doing their programming based on personalities. They've always been like that. And you know my mantra, Bear. I ain't nobody's personality. I'm sorry. I have one. I have a personality, but I am not a personality, period. I just have a personality. So whenever you listen to this program or you call into this program, I'm going to treat you the same way I want to be treated. (coughs) And you don't see it now, but you'll see it in the future why I take these positions. Because I'm clear on what it is that's really undergirding why we in the position that we're in. Because all you got to do is uh, create a fake personality and send them out in front of black people and we go crazy. Oh, you just hating. You just hating. But wait a minute. Isn't everything a duality? Am I allowed to hate something? Because if I'm not allowed to hate anything, that means that it's literally impossible for me to love anything. That's the duality. That's male-female. That's the one and the zero. That's up and down. That's right and left. That's in and out. That's the duality. So I'm allowed to hate some things. I hate roaches. I hate rats. Now, you can love them if you want, (laughs) but I'm not one of those. Or I'm only allowed to hate the things that you say I should hate or only like the things that you say I should like. No. Oh, you just hating. So next next time somebody accuses you of hating, ask them what is it that you hate. So you're allowed to hate what you want called toxic masculinity, according to the LGBT folks. That's allowed. But you're not allowed to dislike them, but they're allowed to dislike you. Go to the far reaches of hell and take Hillary and Bill with you. You can hate, but I can't. Let's go back to the one of the baddest historical magazines, family. Y'all can have Time and Newsweek and all that other stuff. I'll take Covert Action Information Bulletin any day, family. Well, no, well, uh, hold on. Let me. Did I do this? Let, let me let me do this first. Because I've been talking about these damn Nazis, and Bear family. If you notice, there's been more. Uh, uh, real live Nazis uh, being uncovered in the last couple of years, probably since the in, since the end of World War II, with the whole Ukraine situation, with the ass off, okay, battalion. All of a sudden, now the Nazis are being exposed big time. And what's interesting is the same media 
that three years ago acknowledged that the Nazis were full-fledged a major part of Ukraine, being supported by a Jewish president, Zelensky. (laughs) How does that happen? Okay? So the 98-year-old Nazi gets exposed in Canada, and now the Jews want his ass arrested. And the Speaker of the House resigns, and they got the Prime Minister on the ropes, old Trudeau. But we told you, family, wait till the people finally take a look at NATO. Guess what they're going to find? The Nazis. Okay? Guess what the people going to find when they look at the uh, World Economic Forum? The Nazis. And we're talking about two of the most potent uh, organizations on the planet, but undergirding all of it is that Nazi ideology. Okay, so let's go back here. This is from the Telegraph. I'm one of the few times you're gonna hear me quoting from mainstream media. Again, now, they're always exceptions. Okay, but that ain't my rule, as you well know. Dutch Prince Bernhard, Dutch Prince Bernhard, quote, was member of the Nazi Party. Unquote. This from uh, the telegraph.co.uk. Prince Bernhard, who also just happened to be the founder of another one of these major international conspiratorial organizations that we'll get to here in a minute. <clears throat> they say, quote, Bernhard, a secret history, unquote, has revealed that the prince was a member of the German Nazi party until 1934, three years before he married Princess Juliana, the future queen of the Netherlands. Okay. They say, Anjet van der Zijie, a Dutch historian, has found membership documents in Berlin's Humboldt University that proved Prince Bernhard, who studied there, had joined Deutsch Stut. Oh, here we go, one of them German words. Studentenschaft, a national socialist student fraternity. Now remember, family, the little nasty little tranny was a member of the Democratic Socialists of America. And you got Negroes running around here calling themselves democratic socialists because they really don't have any idea of the origin of the Socialist Party, okay, nor what it is connected to today. Now, I'm talking about the little people that run around out here screaming that they socialists. The politicians are very well aware of what it is that they didn't join, Okay. They say uh, he left all the groups 
way. They say he had joined the Deutsch Studentenschaft, a national socialist student fraternity, as well as the Nazi NSDAP and its paramilitary wing, Sturmabteilung, S-T-U-R-M-A-B-T-E-I-L-U-N-G. He left all the groups on leaving the university in December 1934 when he went to work for the German chemical giant I.G. Farben. Now, Baird, just for the family's edification, do you know what the chemical giant I.G. Farben was responsible for? <clears throat> Tell us. Okay. <clears throat> I.G. Farben was the chemical company that basically produced the Zyklon B gas gas that was used in the gas chambers to kill the Jews. Mm. So he supposedly left the Nazi party and went to work for the chemical corporation that produced the gas to kill the Jews in the gas chambers. So I guess we could say he went down another path, but it was the same path that was controlled by the monsters that he supposedly was trying to get away from. But let me go on. They say the prince always denied having been a member of the Nazi party, although he admitted that he briefly had sympathized with Adolf Hitler's regime. In one of the last interviews he gave before his death in 2004, he said, quote, I can swear this with my hand on the Bible. I was never a Nazi, unquote. Yeah, the same thing can be said <clears throat> of so-called King Charles's daddy, who are also Nazis. And they don't have no problem putting their hand on a book that they don't abide by. Think what you think they care about putting their hand on a Bible? These people are accomplished liars. Okay? They go on to say, as the Nazis invaded Holland in 1940, the young prince consort, then aged 28, organized a group of palace guards that engaged in combat with German forces. Denied the chance to stay and organize resistance by the then Queen Wilhelmina, he became head of the Dutch Royal Military Mission based in London. Royal Dutch? Hmm. When you hear the word Royal Dutch, what do you normally associate that's the word that's going to come after it, Bear? <clears throat> I don't know. The Royal Dutch what? Royal Dutch? Royal Dutch? I'm going to give you a hint. You got a car? <laughs> okay. You ain't going to forget stuff there. You got a car? Yeah. You put gas in it? 
Yeah. Name me a gas station that you're familiar with. Sunoco, Standard. Okay. Name me another one. Marathon. You're never going to forget this. That's why I'm sweating you. You're never going to forget this. Give me another one. <laughs> uh, that's all I can really think of. I don't think they oh. make Clark gas no more. Okay, now watch this, Bev. You know I'm where Clark gas is? what they say in the chat. Huh? <clears throat> Do you remember oh, where shell. Clark gas is? Shell. Somebody said Shell. Bingo. Go ahead. Bingo. Okay. Royal Dutch Shell. Shell. Oh. Now, now you know who ran or who owned Shell Gasoline, just like mm, you mentioned, Clark, right? Mm-hmm. You know who owned or where Clark Gasoline came from? No. Let me put it like this. He said that he would take part of the revenues from Clark Gas and start a fund to help Build Black America. <clears throat> Who said that? Venezuela. Mm. What happened to now, Clark? I don't see Clark anymore. Uh, who bought him out? You know, I, I generally go to one gas station, mm-hmm. not in the state of Illinois. I I get my gas in the state of Indiana because there's a 50 cent plus, depending on where you are in the city, but it's not less than 50 cents difference in the gas in Indiana than here in Chicago. I don't even look at at the gas station name. I look at the price on the the board. That's where I go. Yeah. I I know a lot of people do that. I basically deal with uh, the politics of where I get my gas. I don't necessarily agree with some of the politics of Indiana, right? But mm-hmm. I know damn well I don't agree with none of the politics of Illinois. So I buy as little as I can in Illinois because I'm not very far from the border. Right. So I would say 80% of what I buy comes from Indiana. Because of the tax structure is totally different, okay? And that's because Chicago is run by a criminal organization, and the whole damn state is run by a criminal organization called the Democratic Party, and they just tax the hell out of anything from plastic water bottles. I can go get a 24-pack of water here in Chicago, and it costs you more to pay the tax than the water costs. Did you hear me? Mm-hmm. So if the water costs $2.50 for uh, a 24 bottles, the tax is $2.80. Wow. And you can't even return. There's no return on the bottles. It's all taxes. Because it's got to go to feed this criminal complex where people are retiring here that work for the city and getting more money during retirement and their whole families 
where they're getting like a million dollars. The current mayor that we got here now, he's a beneficiary of that. This dude's going to become a millionaire from retirement because he got his whole damn family working for the system. Did you hear me? So just to keep up with paying people's retirements, they tax the hell out of the people. And the people sit here and they take this crap. They eat it. Okay? It's no different than taking your mouth and putting it over a toilet bowl. It's really terrible, Bear. And I'm not saying Chicago is the only place like that. Show me a place where you're talking about $3,000 for a one-bedroom apartment like New York, and I'll show you a place that's run by crooks and criminals because there ain't a damn apartment in this country, nowhere, outside of luxury. I'm not talking about luxury, where no bedroom should co- no one-bedroom apartment should cost you $3,000 a month. That's insane. Yeah, we got that here. I know it. One of the poorest <laughs> areas in the country, Detroit, Michigan. And the people will be surprised the prices that they have to pay up there. Totally unbelievable. But now that system of criminal taxation without representation is being exported all over the country. Because now Some of these other states now are being run by these socialists who believe that they have the God-given right to take damn near every dime you make. Now watch this, Bev, to show you the nexus between all of this criminal behavior. Canada was way out front on it. So, you know, a lot of athletes refuse to go to play any kind of sport in Canada. Okay, why? Because the tax rate is criminal. If you make a dollar, they want 50 cents of it, 60 cents of it, of every dollar you make. It's insane. And that's that's just where they're heading here under this so-called democratic socialism that ain't nothing but a fancy uh, word for communism. Let me go back to this article, family, because I'm going off on a tangent. Now I'm getting angry, okay? Now, they're going to say here, as the Nazis invaded Holland in 1940, the young prince consort, DN-28, organized a group of palace guards that engaged in combat with the German forces, blah, 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 blah. They say, as Wing Commander Gibbs, an honorary rank he held in the Royal Air Force, the prince later flew Allied bombing raids over occupied Europe before returning in 1944 as a Dutch war hero. Now watch this. Watch this, family. King Charles has two sons, right, Ben? Mm-hmm. 
Do you recall about seven, eight years ago, one of them got outed doing a Nazi salute and wearing a Nazi uniform when he was a member of the military? Yeah. Now, why would you think that somebody who's supposedly anti-Nazi, right, why do you think somebody would do that? It wasn't Halloween. Because that's what they all involved in. Bingo. That's their, that's their, you know. He wasn't doing nothing wrong. He was doing what they do. That is correct. His man. That is correct. So I ain't feeling no Negro woman that married into that family and didn't come tell me that family is racist. Where the hell have you been? <laughs> and Hollywood. I'm sorry, Greg? And Hollywood. Yes. Yes, Make perpetrating the fraud. Mm-hmm. That is correct. Perpetrating the fraud, all right? You got your ass in that nasty bed, sleep in it. Don't ask me to get you out of it, and don't ask me to get in it with you. <clears throat> Here's why. This is from Alt Market. Alt Market. Uh, the digitization of humanity shows why the globalist agenda is evil. The digitization of humanity shows why the globalist agenda is evil. Remember, family, what we're really talking about here, even with the tranny, Sarah Cirillo, and what's going on in Ukraine, is all part of the orchestration that's taking place from the United Nations. Okay, here's what they say in this article. In recent weeks, I've been seeing an interesting narrative fallacy being sold to the general public when it comes to the designs of globalists. The mainstream media and and others are now openly suggesting that it's actually okay to be opposed to certain aspects of groups like the World Economic Forum. They give you permission to be concerned, just don't dare call it a conspiracy. Now. The media is admitting that, yes, perhaps the globalists do have more than just a little influence over government, social policies, and economic outcomes. But what the mainstream media doesn't like is the assertion that globalists have nefarious or authoritarian intentions. That's just crazy tinfoil hat talk, right? The reason for the narrative shift is obvious. Far too many people witnessed the true globalist agenda in action during the pandemic lockdowns, and now they see the conspiracy for what it is. The globalists, in turn, seem to have been shocked to discover millions and millions of people in opposition to the mandate and the refusals to comply were clearly far greater than they expected. They're still trying to push their brand of COVID fear, but the cat is out of the bag now. They go on to say, the response to this lie is relatively straightforward. I could point out how Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum savored the thrill of the initial pandemic outbreak and declared that COVID was the perfect opportunity to initiate 
what the World Economic Forum calls the Great Reset. I could also point out that Klaus Schwab's vision of the reset, what he calls the Fourth Industrial Revolution, is a veritable nightmare world in which artificial intelligence runs everything. Society is condensed into digital enclaves called smart cities, and people are oppressed by carbon taxation. I could point out that the World Economic Forum actively supports the concept of the shared economy. That's not all uh, that they're engaged in, family. They're also uh, uh, engaged in uh, a new economic paradigm uh, called natural asset corporations. Natural asset corporations, you know, like air and water, okay? Natural asset corporations. Keep your ears open because you're going to start hearing it, okay? We'll get into that in in the near future. (laughs) But uh, the World Economic Forum are supporting the concept of the shared economy in which you will own nothing, have no privacy, and you will supposedly be happy about it, but only because you won't have any other choice. Okay? They go on to say, this is a fallacy. The globalists are not like us. They are not human. Or should I say, they despise humanity and seek to do away with it. Let me stop right there for one moment, family just to go back to Judge Joe Brown. See, like I said, I didn't expect him to deal with these things, but at least you know he doesn't want to deal with them, okay? Because I laid out enough for him to chew on, and he wouldn't chew on it. But as long as you know what it's about, then you know how to deal with people who are in support of it. Let me read that last part again. They despise humanity and seek to do away with it. And because of this, they have entirely different aspirations compared to the majority of us, us, which include aspirations of dominance. What we are dealing with here are not normal people with conscience, ethics, or empathy. Their behavior is much more akin to higher-functioning psychopaths and sociopaths rather than the everyday person on the street. We saw this on full display during the COVID lockdown and the vicious attempts to enforce vaccine passports. Their actions betray their loan game. Take a look at comments by New Zealand's Prime Minister and World Economic Forum attendee Jacinda Ardern from a year ago. She admits to the deliberate tactic of creating a two-tier class system within her own country based on vaccination status. There's no remorse or guilt in her demeanor. 
She's proud of taking such authoritarian actions despite numerous studies that prove the mandates are ineffective. Beyond the COVID response, I suggest people who deny globalist conspiracy take a deeper dive into the philosophical roots of organizations like the World Economic Forum. Their entire ideology can be summed up in a couple of words, futurism and godhood. Futurism is an ideological moment or movement which believes that all new innovations, social or technological, should supplant the previous existing systems for the sake of progress. Now, let me stop right there for one second. Wrapped up in that little paragraph is the new humans, trans, right, replacing the old humans, homo sapiens. Y'all get it? That's futurism. Okay? Later on, they're going to add the technology to it. All right? And let me add this as well, which I thought was quite frightening. Now, I ain't frightened of too much. But when I saw the robots at the football games looking more humans than most of them idiots that's sitting out there in the football game, did you see that, Ben? No, I didn't see that. What, where, do, where, didn't, where was the robots at? The who? Robots at the football game. What? I ain't watch no football game. No, I ain't talking about watching no football game, Bear. What you talking about? The new, the latest edition of robotics and how they look more human and acted more human than the humans because their primary function was to gather data on human behavior. So they weren't running their mouths because they was too busy observing, and for them, observation is learning. Mm -hmm. And, Bear, I'm going to make sure I send that to you. Whoever sent it to me, send it to Bear now. I wish I thought they had sent it to you as well. I didn't say that. Because I defy anybody, if you cover up the neck on these. You couldn't distinguish from whether they was real or fake. Well, I believe it because I believe I ran into one, and how you can tell is looking in their eyes. This was the damnedest thing, man. And they 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 purposely brought these things to a football game that automatically is going to have a good sample size to see how people respond. It's going to be at least 30, 40, 50,000 people, right? Automatically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right? But I don't think based on how the people responded to them 
that they really understood that these were robots and not humans. From the tranny. They're going from the tranny to transhuman. <laughs> and the futurists say the future has no place for Homo sapiens. Now, that's why it becomes extremely important for politicians, right, who are running to represent you, be able to give you a clear understanding, all right, on organizations like the World Economic Forum. You were going to say something, Bear? Mm-mm. Now, look what they say right after, right after that, Bear. Check what they say about the mindset of the people that are pushing this stuff, the, uh, the, fut- the futurists. They say they believe that all the old ways of thinking, including notions of principles, you've seen the latest poly- black woman female politician with a big old ass twerking trying to get elected? There's a trend yeah. going on here. Did you see that one? Yeah, I saw that. Okay. Uh, the last election when we saw that, we were outraged. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that Knucklehead didn't get elected. Because if all you got to show to get elected is a big old booty bouncing up and down, then you don't need to be running for office. You need to get you a poll. All right, get your ass away from the polls and get your ass on a pole because that's where it belongs. Okay, let me read this again. They believe that all the old ways of thinking, including notions of principles, heritage, religious belief systems, codes of conduct, etc., are crutches. Holding humanity back from greatness. Okay? So this is why you see aberrant behavior being promoted. Okay? That's why you see what you see going on. That's why you see women running for political office that nothing can come out their mouth because ain't nothing in their head. So what they're really about is bouncing a big ass into office. But what is the greatness the futurists see? As mentioned above, they want godhood, an era in which the natural world and human will is enslaved by the hands of a select few. Case in point, the following presentation from the 2018 World Economic Forum guru Yuval Harari on the future of humanity as the globalists see it. Here's what he says. Harari's conclusions are rooted in elitist biases and ignore numerous psychological and social realities, but we can set those aside for a moment and examine his basic premise that humanity as we know it will no longer exist in the next century because of, quote, the digital evolution, the digital evolution, unquote, and human hacking, quote, unquote. 
They say, the foundation of the World Economic Forum's vision is built on the idea that data is the new holy grail, the new conquest. This is something I have written about extensively in the past. But it's, it's good to see it expressed with such arrogance by someone like Hariri because it's, it is undeniable evidence that globalists think that they're going to build a completely centralized economy and society based on human data rather than production. In other words, you become the product, the average citizen, your thoughts, and your, and your behavior become the stock in trade. Globalists also believe that data is most valuable because it can be exploited to control people's behaviors, to hack the body and mind in order to create human puppets or create super beings. They dream of becoming little gods with omnipotent knowledge. Yuval even proudly proclaims that intelligent design will no longer be the realm of of God in heaven, but of the new digitized man. They're going to say, he already knows the answer. The UN, a globalist edifice, has consistently said that it should be the governing body that takes control of AI and data regulation through UNESCO. Through UNESCO. Well, why is that important? Because UNESCO was founded by one of the two infamous brothers. Tell the family who they are, Bear. Whose entire existence yeah. is based on two things. You, you just think of the names, and we'll come back. Okay, but their entire reputation is based on them being futurist and eugenicist. UNESCO is the eugenicist wing of the United Nations. That's the dominant wing because they're also the ones that gave you the symbolism for the new God construct, the Baphomet. Now, you know what two brothers we're talking about there? Not really. Oh. I mean, are you talking about politicians? I don't know. I don't know. We, we... They're Genesis. Okay. I, I'm going to give you another hint, Bear, because I want you to remember mm -hmm. this stuff when you these discussions with other people, because I can guarantee you in the future there's going to be discussions on these people. One of them wrote the book, A Brave New World. You see the connection? The Brave New World was about the removal of people and absolute total control of people in the world of tomorrow. Now do you know who one of the brothers is? I just told you. Tell, tell Bev who, who we talking about, family, in the chat room. 
She was like, oh, okay, yeah, I know, yeah. Don't oh, yeah, hug somebody. Hug somebody. Thank you, Bev. Thank you, family. Okay. Aldous Huxley, okay, and his brother, Julian Huxley, who created UNESCO to push eugenics globally through the world government body. No accident that they write, or he writes Brave New World. Okay, because he's basically sharing their vision of what the future is that you now see being carried out through the United Nations and organizations like the World Economic Forum and the Nazi Party, of which Klaus Schwab's daddy basically was the manufacturer of Germany's attempt to create nuclear weapons but instead had to settle on <coughs> Zyklon B gas. <coughs> and again, UNESCO comes out of the closet in 2016 when Orange Man is running for office in the year of the nine, 2016. I can't tell you how important that is. Because you'll see UNESCO being pictured as this benevolent group that basically does nothing but go around the world and and feed starving children with flies all over them. No. The reason that the flies is all over the starving children to begin with is because of policies that come out of the United Nations and UNESCO. And then they'll go and get some uh, brilliant little little African child, a little Indian child, and give them uh, free oxtails. Well, not the Indian child, but they're going to get that African child or Caribbean child some oxtails, okay, that now, damn, is one of the most expensive cuts of meat on the market, okay? Uh, And they'll hold them up as their... Paragon or virtue, the white folks call it virtual signaling today, to make it appear as though they are some nice, uh, wholesome organization when they the devil, literally. So let me read that again so you don't get it twisted, family. The UN, a globalist edifice, has consistently said it should be the governing body that takes control of artificial intelligence and data regulation through UNESCO. That is to say, Harari is playing coy. He knows that the people who will step in to control the data are people just like him, eugenicists. At no point in Harari's speech does he suggest that that any of these developments should be obstructed or stopped. At no point does he offer the idea that the digitization of humanity is wrong and that there are other better ways of living. They say, but here's the thing. What the globalists are trying to accomplish is a fantasy. People are not algorithms, despite how much Harari would like them to be. P. 
People have habits, yes, but they are also unpredictable and are prone to sudden awakenings and epiphanies in the moment of crisis. Psychopaths tend to be robotic people, acting impulsively, but also very predictably. Now, I know the family is thinking, black feedback, Luke. You'd be right on the money, family. Okay? You see, you don't have to be rich to be no psychopath. All you have to do is be up under the dictates of the psychopath who's basically dictating your behavior. And now you become predictable. Now you become part of the feedback loop. They say psychopaths lack imagination, intuition, and foresight. And so it's not surprising that organizations of psychopaths, like the World Economic Forum, would place such an obsessive value on AI, algorithms, and a cold technocratic evolution, the technocracy, the scientific dictatorship. They don't view their data Shangri-La as humanity's future. They see it as their future, the future of the non-humans or the anti-humans, as it were, because that's what they are. They're anti-human family. They say, to use Harari's anecdote of an algorithm that knows you are gay before you do, any twisted group of people could simply write code for an algorithm that tells the majority of easily manipulated kids that they are gay, even when they are not. And if you are gullible enough to believe the algorithm is infallible, then you could be led to believe that numerous falsehoods are true and and be convinced to behave against your nature. Now you understand how black feedback loops work? You've allowed a biased digital phantom to dictate your identity and have made yourself hackable. In the meantime, the elitists entertain delusions of surpassing their mortal limitations by hacking the human body as well as reading the minds of the masses and predicting the future based on data trends. This is an obsession which ignores the unpredictable wages of the human soul, that very element of conscious and mm-hmm. of imagination which psychopaths lack is something mm-hmm. that cannot be They say the legitimacy of the database system and the hacking of humanity that the World Economic Forum aspires to is less important than what the masses can be convinced of. If the average person can be persuaded to implant their cell phone in their skull in the near future, then yes, humanity might become hackable in a rudimentary way. You going to say something, Bill? That sounds like uh, Musk with his neural link. That's because that's exactly what it is. Okay? Uh, 
but it's it's a little bit more than that, Bear. All right. Mm-hmm. They say the algorithms then supplant conscious, empathy, and principles. And without these things, all morality becomes relative by default. Evil becomes good, and good becomes evil. Now, there's nobody listening to this program today that can't see this being acted out right now in society. They say by the same token, if humanity can be persuaded to set down their cell phones and live a less tech-focused life, then the digital empire of the globalist comes crashing down quite easily. You want to deal with YouTube? Stop using a damn thing. You want to get the, the, uh, the central banking system out of your business and out of your life? Then stop using them. Individual choice that has far-reaching collective consequence. And it can be done overnight. Okay? But the people are so programmed that they can't imagine not going into the store with a J.P. Morgan Chase credit card or whatever credit cards they got out here. Now, I don't know what they got because I don't use them. Let me read that again. If humanity can be persuaded to set down their cell phones and live a less tech-focused life, then the digital empire of the globalist comes crashing down quite easily. I don't know how many years we've been advocating that people get you a dumb phone. But I know that's like farting against the wind. I'm under no illusion, okay? But I tend to fart uh, with the wind. That's why I got a dumb phone. There's no system the elite can impose that would make their digital consciousness a reality without the consent of the public at large without a vast global framework in which people willingly embrace the algorithms rather than their own experience and intuitions, the globalist religion of total centralization dies. The first step is to accept that the conspiracy does indeed exist. The second step to accept that the conspiracy is malicious and destructive. The third step is refuse to comply by whatever means necessary. And there again, with you as my co-witness, many years ago, we told the people that the society that these people were trying to usher in was, uh, as we saw it, uh, going to be a compliant society. You remember that, Ben? Yep, I remember you talking about that, yeah. That in order for these people to exert the kind of control over you that they need to control you, you would have to be compliant in your own demise. 
Because if you haven't seen this yet, uh, with the rollout of the Venom, where they were literally telling you, for all practical purposes, threatening you, if you don't take this damn Venom, we're going to take your job. And then turn right around when the courts and the science proves that the venom was more injurious to you than a bullet to the head, these same people act as if they didn't say a word. They want you to believe that it was not uh, mandatory, but it was voluntary. That's what they tell you today. Because if you're in a feedback loop, you accept whatever these people tell you as the gospel. You in, nigga? Trouble. Okay. How much time we got left, Sister Bear? Not all 15 minutes. Wow. Okay, well, we're going to, uh, since this is my last day here today until next week, I'm not going to go back. <clears throat> well, can I? Yeah, you can. We don't have a lot of people with their hands raised, so you got okay. a few more minutes. Good. So I'll go here because I don't want to go back to uh, covert action information bulletin. This is a long article, but it goes into the people that's connected with uh, Sarah Cirillo, uh, the tranny, uh, and the people that she aligns herself with who have histories of open murder, open murder. And she's being promoted by the media in this country. And, of course, she's the spokes bitch, keeps saying she. See, they even got me now. He, he is the spokesperson for Ukraine, that is, until he got suspended, all right? But the people that he aligned himself with are like a murderer's row of murderers who who basically are worshippers of Nazism, National Socialism, okay? So we mentioned Chris Bernhardt in terms of his connection to uh, this globalism thing in the United Nations. But one of the other things that he's also uh, connected to, family, because he started it, is the Bilderberg Group. Okay? Prince Bernhard, with his Nazi upbringing, that he now denies that he was a Nazi because they didn't... Uh, created some fictitious history for him before they put his ass in the ground, because that's where he belonged, that he was fighting against the Nazis. Yeah, well, so was uh, Prince Charles or Prince Philip and his family. They anti-Nazi too. That is, when they left the Nazis, they became anti-Nazi. But you can go back and look at them in full Nazi regalia. That's the uniforms. Okay, so no, I don't give a damn about your little children that you married into that gangster family. You can't tell me you don't know what that family's history was. No, you looking for glory. 
thinking that somehow that these racist-ass white so-called elites are going to accept you as one of them. Like you living in this fairy tale world of Prince Charming. Okay? Now, what is the Bilderberg Group and are its members really plotting the New World Order? This is from the independent.co.uk. And it's interesting because when Barack Obama, don't take my word for it, family, every newspaper damn near on the planet ran huge stories about the New World Order under Barack Obama. Back in the 80s and 90s, you were not even allowed to say New World Order. By the time the 90s rolled around, they had a fake, some of that fake wrestling that I hated. Okay, I know the young people liked it. I liked it too during my youth. Watched wrestling all the time. Okay? But it was, man, uh, we knew it was fake back then. Okay, even with the scars and all this, there were people that were pre-scarred, cut with a razor blade, allowed to heal for a day or two so that the scars could be opened up easily. All right, just as phony as a $13 bill. Let me go on. But by the 1990s, now they got wrestling groups with names like the New World Order and all this kind of crap because they had to belittle it which meant that they were belittling you while they were pushing it, okay? Now, they say in this article, protesters who believe the Bilderbergers represent a shadow world government regularly picket their yearly meetups, creating a need for high security at all times. But attendees insist the group is simply a debating society taking place outside the glass of the political spotlight. Now, this is mainstream media printing these lies, okay? They say the group publishes its guest list the day before its annual get-together between 120 and 150 uh, uh, are invited by the steering committee, along with a list of the subjects they intend to discuss as a gesture towards transparency. This typically consists of broad issues like macroeconomic concern, the threat of terrorism, and cybersecurity. No minutes are taken, however, and the outcome of their discussions are not made public. Hence, the assumption that they are a sinister cabal of the rich and powerful with something to hide. The Bilderberg Group takes their name from Hotel de Bilderberg, in Osterbeek, the Netherlands, where its members first convened on 29th of May, 1954, at the invitation of Prince Bernhard. Yeah, that same Prince Bernhard that we talked about a, a few minutes ago, all right, and his Nazi lineage. Okay. Its founders including exiled Polish politician Josef Redinger, 
ex-Belgian Prime Minister Paul Van Zilan and Paul Richkin, former head of consumer goods giant Unilever, were concerned about a prevailing atmosphere of anti-American sentiment in post-war Europe in a moment when the U.S. was enjoying a consumer boom while holding the fate of the recovering continent in its hands through the Marshall Plan. The group hoped to revive a spirit of transatlantic brotherhood based on political, economic, and military cooperation necessary during the Cold War as the USSR, or as we used to call it, the U.S. Senior, tightened its iron grip on its eastern satellites. Well, why wouldn't they tighten their iron grip on the the territory that they were given once they sat down at Malta and decided how they was going to cut up the world? Because that's what they did. So you had the U.S. and the U.S. Senior. That's what I call it. The USSR. And it just seemed to me that they would have proxy wars where they didn't fight. They armed the two uh, sides uh, to basically kill each other. Vietnam was supposed to be North Vietnam versus South Vietnam. The United States wasn't supposed to enter the war. All right? So what I'm saying is, it it appeared to me when I was growing up that somebody was playing a game, and that the object of the game was for the two people playing to sacrifice all of the uh, 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 ammunition that they had, right? But they were really not in competition with each other. They were just playing the game to sacrifice all the ammunition. The ammunition would be the people of the planet. So you had the U.S. and the U.S. senior. They say 61 delegates, including 11 Americans, from a total of 12 countries, attended the inaugural conference with candidates chosen to bring complementary conservative and liberal points of view. Future labor leader Hugh Gateskill among them. Its success meant subsequent meetings were held in France, Germany, and Denmark before the first uh, on American soil at St. Simon's Island in Georgia. They say the Bilderberg's group primary goal has reportedly been expanded to take in a more all-encompassing endorsement of Western free market capitalism over the years, although the conspiracy theorists believe the agenda is either to impose pan-global fascism or totalitarian Marxism. They're just not sure which. Well, let me put it like this. There's no discernible difference between the two. Okay? It's like, once you understand, because in the 90s and the 2000s, we were fed, be scared of the neocons. Oh, look out, here come the neocons. 
what you weren't fed was even or equally as dangerous were the neoliberals. So you had neoconservatives on one side and you had neoliberals on the other side. You know them as Republicans and Democrats. Both pushing the same agenda. And so we came up with a a convenient way to basically identify both of them together. And it went something like this. Neoliberalism plus neoconservatism. Wait. Neoliberalism plus neoconservatism equals what, Bear? I ain't going to put you there, Bear. Neocolonialism. Back to the future. Neoconservatism, that's the neocons, and neoliberalism, that's the Zionist uh, alleged opposition. When you look at the neoconservatives, uh, at the top of that thing was the neocons. That's the origin of the neocons. Those, those were the conservatives in the 60s and the 70s that <coughs> that subsequently broke away from the conservative party because it's really not about neoconservative and neoliberal. It's about neocolonialism because that's what they represent. Okay? They say the Bilderberg Jewish primary goal was reportedly has reportedly been expanded to take in a more all-encompassing endorsement of Western free market capitalism over the years, although the conspiracy theorists believe their agenda is, to, is either to impose planned global fascism or totalitarian Marxism. They're just not sure which. Although members do not, as a rule, discuss what goes on within its conferences, Labor PM and one-time party deputy leader Dennis Healy a member of the steering committee for more than 30 years, did offer a clear statement of its intentions when quizzed by journalist Ron Johnson for his book, Them, in 2001. Quote, to say we were striving for a one-world government is, is exaggerated, but not wholly unfair, unquote, he said, quote, those of us in Bilderberg felt we couldn't go on forever fighting one another for nothing and killing people and rendering millions homeless. So we felt that a single community throughout the world would be a good thing. No. See, he's giving you little bits of it that's true, but he ain't giving you the whole, the real deal. Because, again, go to UNESCO and study the founders of UNESCO and what their ideology was and where it came from, and it will take you straight back to Europe and eugenics. Okay? Now, they say other notable British politicians that have accepted the group's invitation include conservatives Alex Douglas Holm and Peter Carrington, who chaired the committee between 77 and 1980, and between 1990 and 1998, respectively, uh, Margaret Thatcher, David Owen, Tony Blair, Peter Mandelson, Ed Balls, Ken Clark, and George Osborne, uh, Princess Philip, and Charles have also been. Henry Kissinger is a regular, while Helmut Kohl, Bill Clinton, 
Bill Gates, Christine Lagarde, and, and Jose Manuel Barroso have all attended among the billionaires and executives from leading banks, corporations, and defense industry bigwigs. Perhaps most surprisingly, Ryanair's, Ryanair's Michael O'Leary attended 2015's event in Tuskegee in the Australian Tyrol. Rather than a specter-like organization reinforcing its interest by choosing presidents and controlling public attention, public opinion through the media, the Builder Group is nothing more sinister than an occasional supper club, according to David uh, Aranovich, author of Voodoo Histories. But even if the Bilderberg Group are not David Icke's slavering lizard men and silk hoods, the idea that they might be grouped in with the Illuminati has provided a convenient cloaking device, says journalist Hannah Borno. Quote, conspiracy theories have served the group quite well because any serious scrutiny could be dismissed as hysterical and shrill, she said. But look at the participant list. These people have cleared days from their extremely busy Schedules. Come on, y'all, because we're wrapping this up now. So they have basically cleared all this time off of their schedules. American alt-right shock jock Alice Jones has been one of the loudest proponents of such theories, stating on air, quote, we know you are ruthless. We know you are evil. We respect your dark power, unquote. They say he appeared on Andrew Neal's Sunday politics show in 2013 to discuss the Bilderberg group meeting at a hotel in Watford, ranting wildly about them as, quote, puppeteers above the major parties, unquote, and insisting on their role in the founding of the EU, a Nazi plan according to Mr. Jones, and he's absolutely correct, okay? Because uh, I disagree with the antics of Alex Jones doesn't make a, uh, many of the things that he talks about incorrect. And I challenge anybody, go look at the origin of the European Union, and I guarantee you will run into the Nazis, okay? They say he has more recently attended protest camps sent InfoWars puppet Owen Schroyer to try and invade their 2017 gathering in Chantilly, Virginia, and accused them of plotting to overthrow U.S. President Donald Trump. Oh, they talked openly about removing Trump uh, at the World Economic Forum back, I think, around 2018 with Klaus Schwab openly uh, not Klaus Schwab. Uh, 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 the, the old Nazi. Uh, uh, why am I running the blank on this guy? Uh, the, one of the main financiers of the Democratic Party who just stepped down and put his son in charge uh, of his foundation, put all his money in the foundation. I must be getting tired. 
they close by simply saying this. That might all sound alarming, but it's fairly mild by Mr. Jones' standards. He also believes Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton are demons and that the Pentagon has a secret gay bomb. Now, uh, people can believe what they want. I believe Hillary and Obama are demons in terms of their behavior, okay, and what frequency they vibrate on, all right? As far as the gay bomb, I'm not going to even dignify that uh, with an answer because we've had the government documentation right here on Truth to Power, and I still have that stuff upstairs in some of my boxes, okay, from the Sunshine Project who did a Freedom of Information request and got all that stuff with the real government documentation about what they call calmatives. Uh, These are chemicals that they could spray into the atmosphere that not only could cause people uh, to exhibit homosexual tendencies, right, but we subsequently have chemicals that mainstream scientists have pointed out do exactly the same thing. One of those chemicals is in many plastic products called bisphenol A. That's a fat hormone disruptors. But the media is so dangerous that they would attempt to make reality some laughing matter, okay, in order to push their agenda to make people look stupid. That's why, family, whenever we traveled back in the day, we always took boxes of information with us because we didn't want anybody to take our word for anything because we understood that there's definitely a world government agenda, that it was being pushed through major institutions and secret societies like the Bilderberg Group, of which we subsequently found out that both Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama attended the 20, what was it? Yeah, the 2016 event, or was it 2012? Anyway, they didn't want, it may have been 2008. At any rate, both of them, Hillary ran against Obama in 2008, right? There? Yes, 2008. That would be 2008 because neither one of them wanted to be seen there. So they snuck in, okay? Mm -hmm. They went in undercover because they didn't want the people to know that they were there. Didn't come out until later, okay? The the point to all of this, family, and we'll have to continue this Mm -hmm. next week, is that you may think you are part of some Democrat or Republican party, okay? <laughs> but the reality is you in nigga trouble to reality. And with that, Bill, I don't have another word to say. I'm worn out. All right. You have said a lot. Okay, I'm going to the line, and uh, let me see. And don't forget to send Dr. Robert X a donation uh, for his time and his research. 
Yes. Yes, good evening. Peace, peace, uh, peace. Uh, hey, listen, you, you touched on a lot of things tonight. I, I fell out on you the last couple of times. <laughs> but listen, yeah. I know. Eugenics, is the, eugenics is the key to everything and then the international yeah. banking system. When you yeah. look at the alphabet soup, Malcolm X said that the chickens were going to come home to roost. Yeah. After the war, they brought all these Nazis into all the alphabet soup institutions yep. we got, the corporations. The Internal Revenue Service is a private corporation. The Federal Reserve is a private corporation. Yes. Eugenics is the key to all this. IBM, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, the World Health Organization. Uh, all of these people, the, the main thing they have in common is they control the banking. They control the pharmaceutical. These boys are very dangerous. Yeah, because they actually say out loud, if you catch a couple of uh, good speeches, that they want to reduce the population by half. Correct. And they're going to do it, and, 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 they're, and, and they're doing it right in front of everybody. Now, when you talk about the venom, the venom goes back way farther than that because uh, the little man Frankenstein, he was involved with the AIDS crisis from the 70s. Yep. That's so they correct. ended up propagating, this, propagating this stuff all the way up to current times right now. They don't want to mention the fact that you got a lot of young people dying with blood clots, heart attacks out of nowhere, healthy people who are in the best health of their lives, falling out in, 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 in sports. Yeah. And they did try to force that on everybody. Now they haven't kind of they kind of walking it back. They were getting ready to start the little venom uh, crisis all over again, but the Correct. pushback is, is 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 getting so tough that people are not really falling for it. Cause see. Non-compliance is a, is a very funny thing. They can't win if you don't comply. Now, you were talking Correct. about this digital world. Now, I'm old school. I remember we, when Mama controlled the telephone. You couldn't yep. get nothing through with the telephone because Mama controlled that. Now, everybody yep. got their own phone. Now, I got a guy who's very, very smart as far as I'm concerned, and he always tells me about technology. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm a dinosaur. I don't believe in technology like that. See, they're, gonna, they're trying to create a new God, and this AI and all this technology is going to be the new God. Now, you said something that touched me. I don't believe in credit cards. Yes. And I used to be around the rich, rich people out of Evanston and Skokie, and whenever I go in my pocket, I'm pulling out money, all these rich guys, they got five, six, seven, eight credit cards. I'm like, these people don't use no money. Just like if you go out anywhere now, and you all, you've got all these different farm people that are flooding into our country, they got four or five credit cards in their wallets. They bring them they over here, they give them, them cell phones, the credit cards. They give it they give them at least two thousand dollars on the credit card even before they cross the Rio Grande. Go mm-hmm. ahead, my brother. Yes, sir. Hey, look, people better watch out. We've been infiltrated. I'm talking about in government, but now they're bringing in their, their forces. Now I don't care how people think but see you said conspiracy theorists. I just see different shit. Excuse my language. They're bringing all these foreign you. people in here that you don't know. They don't have our same cultural ways, and in their countries, they look down on us. But remember, this is our country we're standing on. Not all these Europeans, because they're all aliens to this country. We're not aliens here. We've always been here. And yeah. this is this is a thing that, that, that's so dangerous. They got us claiming other countries, so that means we give up our nationality and our, our stake in this country right here, while they take over everything. Even when you look at when you look when you look on the stage now, all these politicians, 
the few brothers we got, I don't even want to mention the Black Caucus because they're just ridiculous. They're, they're the yeah. biggest sellouts that the world has ever seen. And, and back to Mr. Obama. See, people don't like to talk about him, but you're right. My man, you were talking about, he used to have a show on Channel 11 every week, and then he had one on BET. But when he's talking mm-hmm. against Obama, they put him off all his shows. All of them at the same time. All of them. All of them. They sure did. And he was he was a good interviewer, a good moderator. He was good at his job. Jesse yep. Jackson. Now, I don't agree with Jesse because Jesse, I'm not going to say he used up Martin, but he came back to Chicago with Martin's blood on his shirt. And then that catapult, but he was chosen. Yep. In my feelings, and I could be wrong, he helped set Martin up at the Moraine Hotel on that balcony. Yep. I, I heard Dick Gregory said, and he blew my mind. Now, I, I, something that you said, too, I used to go to the city for inner city stu- studies and listen to the brother all the time. Yeah. Over there on King Drive. We go, I used to go all the time when I was a young man. And he's the one who put me up on the Bilderbergers, uh, the beers, how they took the diamond mines over in South Africa and all that. Man, Steve Cokey I'm talking about. Steve Cokey worked uh-huh. for the, used to be in, the, in City Hall. He got ran out because he made some remarks about the Jews. And that's another thing. Joe Brown couldn't touch you with that right there because he's not going to say nothing about the Jews because he's done before he gets started. You don't want to well, get on who, that radar right there. Who runs the law? Well, the people <laughs> should be the law, but the people, not the law. Exactly. No, no, but, but, they run the justice. But look, they, but, but look if you run it for public office, you can't do that. That's that's suicide. Right. Because yep. if you right. do, you, you, you won't get anywhere. Remember that. So I can respect the brother for trying to protect. He's trying to be the mayor of of a city in the South. So he got to be careful until he get where he want to go. Once he get where he going to go, he can talk any way he want. But until he get there, he can't speak reckless. He got to be very careful. I would be helping him. Yes, sir. But look, now remember, he was a judge, so he know what these people are capable of. I mean, we think we know, but he's been in, in, in that seat. Yes. So. You got to give him, kind of give him his little props. He's trying to get somewhere. He's trying to be the mayor. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, and look, when when they dropped Harold and Gus Savage, because they took now, just think what I'm saying. They dropped Harold and Gus Savage, and it was another brother they got. He got he had a radio show, but he used to have a radio show. He's an old man now, an old man. But when they dropped Gus Savage, because they got Gus Savage when he went to Africa, supposedly he molested a girl in a car in a limousine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they ruined him. And then don't forget the rogue scholar who was who was uh so against Harold. They set him up with mm-hmm. a little young girl. And, ju- and and don't forget the same thing they did to Trump. See, that's their mode of operando. How they operate. They they sent yep. some old crazy woman talking about Trump did something on a, a department store with cameras and all this. Come on, man. Come on. But that's how they that's how they roll. And they, they changed. Oh, my brother. They went back and changed the law for one year, and as soon mm-hmm. as the case was over, they changed the law back just so they could get this man. But they want him so bad. I, you look, I joke with my buddy all the time. Like, I ain't never seen him treat a white man like that. They treat him like they treat us, and, and all of us <laughs> see what they do. We see what they doing as they infiltrate our country with all the – remember, since 911. Everything changed. Nine one one. The next step, they came up with the security at the airports. Identify this, identify that, and like you said, they was they, look. The communist regime is live and well. Everything that Biden has done in his presidency has been for China. All the medications we use, 
anybody else yep. who come from China. These electric cars come from Elon Musk is a bad man, but this fact he's in China. As my yep. man killed the see, he kills the he kills the gas, raises our gas prices up, think he's gonna drive people to buy electric cars. They have no range. Correct. It's ridiculous. I wouldn't take off a halfway across the country in an electric car. You're gonna get out there and get stranded somewhere. Yep. But that's the whole mandate. By killing the gas, and look, he killed the gas, and all our gas prices went up. When Trump went out of, because look, I bought a big ass truck. When Trump went out, gas was two forty five a gallon. Gas yep. was four dollars a gallon, four summer gallon. Some places seven dollars yep. on the West Coast. Stopped all drilling, all fracking, wow. anything that had to produce any any gasoline, he stopped it to force you to buy electric cars, which are not proven. And all it That's benefits true. is the Chinese regime. And hold, one more thing, I'm 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 gonna stop because I'm 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 flipping over there in Ukraine. When they found out the little Frankenstein monster had 31 bioweapons labs on the border of Ukraine against <laughs> against Russia, right on Russia's soil, like this is like yo, right next door to you, yo. You think yep. we're gonna show me and take that shit right there? He was supposed to push them boys up, and then That's they right. to the American people. All them Nazis, if they funded Nazis over there, if people knew they funded Nazis with all this money. Don't forget You're Afghanistan, they broke out of left. $85 billion worth of armaments, airplanes, jeeps. Oh, my God. Let me stop. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ain't a lot. Thank you. Thank you, Carl. There's, no, there's absolutely no accounting for where the weapons are truly going because they don't have the soldiers. The soldiers are dead. But they're still talking about giving them $100 billion for next year. That's almost as much as they're giving Juan and Juanita Valdez and, and the other little one through seven Valdez's. They're giving the money to everybody but the American people. Okay, General, you up next. All right, right on, right on, right on, right. Hold up, Brother yeah. West, Brother Love. Hey, look here for your nose, man. You got to do what my mother did. She had them nose bleed. You know what they did? She got her, well, that that brain what bleed. She got it cauterized. You know mm-hmm. what cauterized means, right? Yeah. Okay, that's she what you probably have to do. Off. You got to let now them that see the basically that. stop. Yeah, you have to stop the thing. Yeah. I'm aware of it. You have to freeze that uh that vessel. Uh, I burn it. With a laser, and stop. Yeah. That'll stop bleed, man. And uh, yeah, but I, yeah, my man, right about the one thing about the judge, man. He was explaining to y'all the outer wall, man. Yep. You take what the universe gives you and use it to your benefit and advantage. So I get it. My man, right, he he wasn't gonna do what was gonna say about them dudes because you know he running for office and this shit nope. recorded. That's and right. This shit come back on him. That's the That's fucking right. wall, man. And see, with the court system, what the court system go on? What the lawyers always trying to change shit? Emotion. Make emotion. Yep. We, in the real world, we go off of emotion. And that's how yep. you was getting all fucked up. You got all emotional, man. So I said no, that I wasn't. I wasn't emotional, Wes. Bro, I listen good, man. You got, you got to admit it, bro. We know what we heard, bro. All right? You got okay, the real go ahead, people man. here. Okay, you might think you was, but you was, bro. 
Okay, I okay. listen real well, man. Especially you, the line and dot of everybody. That's my job to listen. I'm the listener, man. The real listener. Okay. That's that's what I'm here to listen. And, and but uh, but with that that, that gate bomb and shit, I got to say, I, me and the judge be talking a long time, man. I, he, I told him about that gate bomb. He argued, then I found found the patent, see, and sent it to yep. him. So I find the patent. It's a patent for that. It came out in 1979. All right. That is correct. But uh, uh, all this stuff, you know what that, uh, I sent you the one about the robots at the game. You know what the date of that game was, bro? What? Look at it again. September 11, 9 11. Wow. All right. And it's going to wow. be a huge. <laughs> you didn't send it to Bell. I, I sent it to I will. But uh, I okay. got it. But I. Uh, it's an eclipse on on, on uh, ten four. Look at the thing, ten four. That's what it's still on the radio when you're talking to somebody. Ten four, right? Huh? Yes. Yeah. So it's gonna be an eclipse on ten four, y'all. And that's the same day they're gonna have that radio alert shit talked about mm-hmm. earlier. At these stupid ass huh? Or on ten eleven. They say he's on ten four yeah. or ten eleven. Yeah, and plus, so, uh, uh, April the 9th is going to be another uh, eclipse, man. It's crisscrossing, man. Y'all, I saw the map of the eclipse. This is making a cross across America. And guess where yeah. the vortex of the cross at? In Texas, man. With an X, with an X meet on the, on the yeah. eclipses alone, man. It's making a crisscross, bro. All right. Only America. Now, now you're, in the, you're in the Kwame's territory. We talked about that on that last eclipse that happened. In broad daylight, and I'm going to tell you what was really spooky to me, brother. All the birds, the dogs, yep. not mm-hmm. a sound. Yeah. It got super quiet. And then yes, as sir. soon as he slipped past, all the yep. birds and the dogs started making yes, noise sir. again. You're right, because I was right outside, man, looking at it. I looked yep. at it. See, they tell a lie talking about you don't look at it. I looked right at it. I was standing outside. Everything got quiet, man. Yep. You could be a rat shit no cock, man. That's but, uh, correct. You, but, uh, yeah, but these two eclipses, they crisscrossing. Where did Votex of the crisscross at? Right in Texas, man. <laughs> this is crazy, man. This yep. shit is wild, man. This is a fun time. Well, I'm mistaken, you, uh, when the last one, the last one uh, was, um, I think the center, the focus was Cairo. Cairo, Illinois. Yeah. That's it's right. It's called Cairo, but it's Cairo. Yes, sir. But uh, there's so much stuff going on, man. And uh, Bill, I sent you. See, the judge was talking about you got mm. to change this shit within, man. That's the art of walk. You take what the universe gives you, use your advantage. I.e., I sent you, Bill, about a good politician, my man, up uh, there in Flint, the Miles guy, and the dude in uh, 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 New York. You talking about May? Uh, the, the yeah. Uh, councilman. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. with you. I've been watching him. Yeah, I, 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 I reached like... out to him. I reached out to him. Okay, but it's another one. Yeah, it's um, uh, Mayor City Council man. He ain't no joke, man. He tell all of them they out of order. You out of order. Right. But it's another one named right. Charles Barry. Something most probably know him. What's in his New name? York. Charles Barry. Charles Barry. Oh, okay. Okay, he he for the people, man. He stopped gentrification and told them fuckers they ain't gonna tap come in this neighborhood and gentrify. His name Charles Barron, man. He a bad dude, man. You gotta look him up. It's it's people okay. like that, but it, they they keep them quiet, and so we can't find out who they right. are. Right. 
Right. And I searched and stuff, man. But uh, yeah, it's one time to be alive to see all this stuff, man. I, I sent y'all talking about it's a dude that's calling the singing burglar. He break in your house, he be singing, man. And <laughs> 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 that's doing all this crazy shit, man. Like they did in Philadelphia last night, right? You were talking about uh about they breaking in stuff. Man, all they got to do when it's a crime. What the police do? Any crime, what they do? They they ping the area, man, off the cell phone tower. So all the yep. that breaking in people's shit, they got you know they got their phone on them. They gonna find they don't know what that's the phone because they too stupid to understand it. That's right, man. Anybody black that do something out there, damn fool, man. It's too much trick not they'll find a nigga within forty eight hours, man. Yep. Okay. This stuff is y'all, y'all. They stupid, man. So it's collateral damage, man. And you got, you got to be, see me. I learned how to be calm in all situations now, man. Oh shit, upset. Nothing trigger me, man. And especially, I know those sisters get to you, man. But you got to look at the greatest actor, and, and uh, it's who, man. Who's the greatest actor and faker in the, in the world, man? Who's you know, the greatest? Who's the, greatest? the black woman, man. It's the greatest actor of all time, man. They put on that fake hair. They put, I, I, I got to do it. I got to tell you, man. They put on that fake hair, and then they, they, they don't get the good rays from the sun, so they all confused off of that horse hair and the nasty-ass wig with got curses on it, and then they what they wear. That's, that's makeup. I call it fake-up, man. No eyelashes. Yeah, the eyelash and that, what they call it, all that paint. Mascara. So they, everyone, if I see one with a mascara, they with some mascara me. So that's how I wrote. That's why a lot of people talking about they go by the first impression. Hell no, you can't do that today with these women. You don't know what the hell you got on the first impression. You gotta sit back and wait and see what you got. But it's I can't remember the last woman I dated, Brother West, that wore uh-huh. makeup. Yeah, I, I don't remember. That's, I call it fake up. It's fake up, man. Yep. Fake up, man. All them lying actors, bro. Me and Chuck most had a conversation all the time, man. Okay, and then when them claws on their hand, the Wayne Day, they scared me no thick ass, long ass claws, man, like a barrel <laughs> or something, man. <laughs> so if I see all them three things, I, I keep it moving, man. I don't say nothing to them. I might say, how you doing? It keeps stepping, man. But it is what it is, man. I don't let nothing upset me no more, man. Nothing. I got to stay cool and calm. Whatever the universe gives me, brother, I use it to my benefit and my advantage. Go ahead, brother, man. I'm working on it. Man, and once we realize that, we got it, man. Because with these two eclipses in the next six months, bro, oh, man, it's going to be some fun. You better hold on and get ready. Been waiting for this one. Huh? Me and Kwame have been waiting for this one. Say what now? Me and Kwame have been exactly. waiting. We look forward to this one. Yes, sir. You know it. You, you sister Bay up there, I spit a hook like the Sandman on the damn uh, Apollo. You got somebody else you uh, next in line? Or you want me to keep yep. on flat? You say but, uh, that? Yeah, you want to know if you got somebody else on line or you want to keep talking? Oh, no, I got some more people on line. Oh, yeah, yeah. But one thing about New York, man, Tupmo sent me a picture of that Jew sandwich, man, with that damn uh, 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 pastrami and corned beef, bro. That big mm-hmm. ass sandwich costs $28, man. The juice don't want this kosher because it's going to kosher your ass to eat that divide, man. 
man. I wouldn't you know eat it. Man. They put the black tax on us, man, and for them it's free. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I'm going I'm to I'm uh, flip the script and go ahead and drop the mic, and I'm going to send you. I don't want to send you that one about the football game, man. That was 9-11, okay. well, man. Send it to, send it to me. I'm, I sure will, Sister Bev. You know, I'm here to wake y'all up. I stir up them brain cells. That's my job, to wake them up yeah. and take them up them brain cells. Because you about to fall asleep, Sister Bev. See, I read my lips. <laughs> Why well, you know, don't, 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 don't tell on me? Don't tell on me. I told you. I'm the listener. I'm the listener. I, especially y'all black women. I listen to everything yeah, everybody say, man. I'm the listener. That's my job. Go I ahead. get y'all. To be continued. That's how come Robert, Dr. X kept asking me questions. Yeah, <laughs> I got I read people. Now. I learn how to read. Man. I'm the listener to read. Yeah. Man. <laughs> it's fun to be alive. To be continued. Next episode. All right. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Thank Thank you. you. Better, better love. love. Better love. Okay. Um, Mike, you are. Your mic is open, Mike. <clears throat> better love. Yeah. Uh, hold, hold, hold up, y'all. How y'all doing, Bev? And hold uh, Rob. Okay. Love. Did you hear the comments yeah. I made earlier? Yeah, you were trying to think of George Soros. That's who you couldn't remember. Yeah. yeah. I'm talking about about B. Herbert Martin. Uh, B. Herbert Martin, that was... uh... Remember we was at the church and the media came and tried to stick the microphone in my face and I told them we don't talk to the media? Scared the hell out of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was back there when the the young brother had got jumped on over there uh, somewhere. And that's when we was walking on Prince ICL at the restaurant in them churches. Yeah, I remember where. I remember where. Yep. Uh, do I'm gonna ask you a question, Rob? Do you know who Stephen Bondera is? Yes, he's the allegedly the founder of the Nazi Party in Ukraine, if I recall. You got it. You got it. It, it ain't too many people know that. <laughs> it ain't too many people yeah. know that. Uh, and and finally, I, I just want to warn the family: if you go out at restaurants in the future. Uh, you might want to think about that again, because I observed today that them devils over there in Israel, they have mm-hmm. created a 3D printer that going to put chefs out of business. They demonstrated it making uh, dinner with mashed potatoes, steaks, and corn. And they had Netanyahu, who took about a thimble full of the potatoes and said, ooh, that's delicious. But, uh, yeah, just because when you go to a restaurant and eat, uh, you might not be eating real food. You might be mm-hmm. eating some 3D food. Wow. Right. And you know that. You didn't see that today, Rob? That. No, I didn't see that, man. You got to send that to me, man. I, didn't, I wasn't able. That was, on, that was on the national news today. Oh, okay. I, I'll find it. I, I sent you the uh, the program with Jim. Did you get the email? Uh, you know what? I was able to pull it down. I kept fiddling okay. around with it, and I was able to get it. But, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was actually quite uh, driven by these de- – you know, there is no end to the evil in these bastards, man. Let me, 
they're reaching new levels of evil. Yep. The machine that's going to make your dinner. Yep. And it ain't even real. Yeah. Right. And they passed the law. They passed the law that they don't they don't have to have real meat anymore in the supermarket. Oh, of course. With this three with this three D machine, you're not gonna get no real meat no way. You're gonna get a three D uh image of some meat. And uh, I can't imagine that it tastes delicious at all. But anyway, mm-hmm. I'm gonna let somebody else on I just wanted to get that out. Family, be careful when you go to these restaurants in the future, you might be eating a three D image. Hotel. You got to be careful. Thank you, Mike. That's, that's you have to be careful in these. You have to be careful in these supermarkets too, because that's I've true seen too. how that, how they made lettuce and how they made cabbage out of some kind of green liquid. They stopped me yep. from eating coleslaw and lettuce and cabbage. Everything is no going to be synthetic, Bev. All natural stuff is to be synthesized. Everything that's real to be sent. And that's why you got to grow your own garden. They took the piece yep. of cabbage. The lady put it on her stove on the fire, and it wouldn't even burn. Wow. Just like how we tested the uh, the snow that time. That snow? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, uh, let's go to 323-207. Three two three. Are you just listening or are you on mute? Damn, that okay. means the whopper, bed. The whopper may be just some whop. So you may be eating yeah. some whop and don't even realize. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Damn, stop! I be wanting a salad so bad. Damn, stop me from eating salad and coleslaw. <laughs> <laughs> These people are diabolical. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I think that that's it uh, with the hands raised. Ain't and, opposed uh, to it, man. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll well, at least your coughing stopped. Okay. Huh? All right. I said at least your coughing stopped. Yes. You know, when you first but started, I you were Okay. All right. So we're going to let you go, Dr. Robert X. We thank you uh, for joining us as always. We appreciate your research, and I look forward, and all of us look forward to next week. And better love. Hotel family, hotel sister Bev, and better love. Hotel.
Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.